What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. New, 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 new world order. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the best edutainment on YouTube, The Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle new, new, channel. New, 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 new world order. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish the king of kings the king of content and the speaker of truth yours truly the notorious one new, 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 new world order aka mr coach alini better known as the prognosticator coach adamas you in here the desert storm bunker with cgac god allah and the eight times demonetized champion of youtube and the man with more nicknames than any man in the game we got the greatest show on earth right now and i guess we're one day closer to cheese and we got we to gotta reveal what's going on today. Today's episode, we're going to talk about are women, women suing men the new divorce graping? All right. Mm. We talk about the divorce grape in the family court. Marriage is going down. The marital rate is going down, plummeting. Childbirth rate plummeting. But we have a lot of strong and independent women out here. And we do have several lawsuits that I want to share with you gentlemen today to tell you guys that no Man is safe out here. We're going to feature three stories of three gentlemen, and I'm going to name them. The Rock has been featured in a lawsuit for an alleged kidnapping. I think the lawsuit ranges for to about $3 billion. I'm going to just show you this because this is going to be the main event topic. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has been featured and named in a lawsuit for a $3 billion kidnapping. Just so you guys know, by a former wrestler, by a former female wrestler, The Rock Dwayne Johnson has been featured in a lawsuit. You also have Rich the Kid featured in a lawsuit recently by a woman who claims that he got her pregnant and she was a run, she was a run, uh, a thought, an IG thought. He, she alleges he got, um, he got her pregnant and he, she was going to expose him to his girlfriend, fiance, and he allegedly agreed to pay her hush money for the pregnancy and to get the pregnancy terminated. I don't know if she got the pregnancy terminated, but he did not finish paying off the money. And so she's suing him for hush money, failure to play hush money out here. All right. This is how they, this is how they get now here. This is how they get. So she's suing him for failure to pay Hush money ninjas. All right. So we got the last one that we're going to feature. And this is John Singleton, director John Singleton. Um, he has since passed in 2019. He lost his life. Um, and uh, he directed Boys in the Hood. His biggest claim to fame is Boys in the Hood, but he's directed other movies. Well, John Singleton in his death, his baby mamas, one of his baby mamas has tried to sue for back child support. For $500,000. And back child support. And this ninja is sitting there in the grave. We are we are gone. We've, we've jumped the shark on what is righteous about men. Because I, I told you we were going to come here. Because I told you. Pause. I told you we're me doing cases from like 30, 40, 50 years ago. The cases are out of context. 
The cases don't include the debaucherous nature that the woman, her lifestyle, it doesn't include it was a party. Everybody was doing recreational drugs. It doesn't include that she was a celibate and people were buying a bit. It doesn't include the context. So you got into a dangerous area of me tooing people 20, 30, 40, 50 years afterwards. And then I started featuring stories about me tooing from the grave, right? A me too from the grave or me, me too where, where the guy was close to death. And I feature several stories of somebody who's like 63 years ago, 70 years ago, or they me too to Kirk Douglas, right? Where they came out and it wasn't even the woman. The other woman is the died in the story. And it was the sister of the woman whose mother was taking a teenage daughter to get throttled by Kirk Douglas. And then the sisters me too in them. We're getting to the point of ridiculousness. I thought when you died, you rested in peace. But apparently as a man, as a man, you are always going to be seen as a utility. This is what men are seen as. We're utilities. And it is tough for us to understand our position. And I fully accept that I'm just simply a utility. Okay, I'm simply a utility. People love me for conditions. People love me or like me or lie down on their back and meow for conditions. Whatever those conditions may be. And I keep warning you guys to protect your meat, your money, energy, attention, and time. Yet people keep trying to drag me into an elementary school playground discussion about tricking, in which tricking is basically a poor man's argument as to why a rich man or a man with money can gain an advantage over a woman. So a guy will say, you're tricking. And that's typically the woman doesn't have a problem with it. The man participating doesn't have a problem with it. The person that has a problem with it is the man without the money. Because he sees the man with money having a significant advantage. So he has to guilt that man into doing what he's doing. Well, obviously, you don't have any money. Now, here's the thing. Uh, do we guilt men that have excessive amount of times like losers, pookies, and Ray Rays? They have all this time to go to nightclubs and mac on mud sharks and, and mastodons and gorditas and ugly broads and drunk, alcoholic, depressed women. You got all this time to be able to do this stuff. Well, the man with money doesn't have that time. Does he complain about not having amount, the amount of time being a disadvantage to him? He doesn't. Nope. Right? You got time to be out here on the boulevard, all right, pimping, macking, whatever you're doing, where the guy who has the money, he doesn't have the time to be able to do that. Does he cry about the disadvantage? Nope. No, because he doesn't care. Right? <laughs> he doesn't care because he realized time is money. And money is time. So these are the things that we have to understand what's going on in here. So look, man, this is going to be a great show. We got great subject matters here. I'm going to I'm going to scroll them across the bottom of the um, uh, screen here. And you see straggling Sniggle Theater. We're going to kick it off with straggling Sniggle Theater. We got doom and gloom CGA returning back with the second biggest bank failure since last month. <laughs> <laughs> The second biggest bank failure since last month already on our horizon. So we got doom and gloom CGA here to report here once again to give you a warning that July is around the corner and then just stuff is going to start getting funky around here. All right. Some of y'all don't have any money in the bank, so you don't care. And if you don't have money in the bank, you're going to be asked out just to let you know. We also have on the show today, Jonathan Majors update. We got two updates about Jonathan Majors. One is good. One not so good. Marvel's looking to move on. We also have, um, uh, what do we got here? Uh, let's see here. Oh, we got women behaving badly, of course. All right, so you got to watch out for these sugar and spice and everything nice. We got them out here acting a plum fool. But without further ado, to 
Let your voice be heard to contribute to today's show. Dollar signs and Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and Adams Pin to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We also have super chat capabilities not on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You have to go over to the Notorious CGA channel and order the new, super new, chat. New, new, new world order. Indeed. And while we're doing that, I'm going to gather up some steam and I'm going to hit Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. I'm, I was hoping to have a new intro this weekend, but junior college was lady. But let's get it. All right, do me a favor, hit the like button. We got Straggling in Sniggle Theater. We're going somewhere south of the board. We're going to Santiago, Chile. We're going to Chile. And uh, yes, it's going to be, let's go ahead and fire up the the, the mariachi. <laughs> All right, go to Chile. All right, anybody go to Chile? I've never been. All right, so Santa, Santiago. Apparently, they be getting busy out here. Them girls be acting wild. These girls. He does out here. Check him out, man. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, look at that. Jeez, man. Oh, Gordita's, Gordita's going wild. My goodness. Gordita's going wild. Oh, the humanity. Look at the football print going crazy help here. She didn't grab the hand truck. All right. Look at the soggy. Look at this. <laughs> oh, man. I bet she can push out five babies in about three years. All right. Let's continue. <laughs> Oh, and what is Hector doing? Hey, Francisco, all up in the video, a hey, black man and a hey, black man and Latino man. You sure know how to not mind your own damn business. All right. Never get in between Gordita's fighting. Let them fight it out, man. All right. Let them fight it out. Oh, the biggest one. Look out, man. Almighty boy. Look at that. Oh, no. Uh oh, is that her? Oh, what's that? She's still swinging that thing. She's swinging that thing. All right, boy, look out. That's a man. Hey, man, look at me ho here. You know what I mean? Look at me ho here. What is going on, man? Little uh, little son. All right. Oh, look at this thing. She, wow, boy, he took one right to the back. That was a chair shot. This girl's front heavy. It's very rare you see a front heavy gordita like this. You know what I mean? Like, well, not that rare. Boy, she's got all, she got some milkers on her. This is about the thinnest one you're going to catch. All right. Uh, but uh, she built like a whole box of square. Look at that. SpongeBob square pants. All right, let's continue. Look out. Hey, you better keep your eyes on that Gordita right there. The big one. Five foot one, 195 plus. I mean, it's almost impossible to be five foot one and as wide as you are tall. But that can be accomplished over there some, for some reason. As wide as you are tall. All right. Anyway, let's continue. Oh, look at her. She's swinging that hand truck. My goodness, boy. She was catching the L, boy. You better watch out. Look at. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. What is going on in Chile? Oh, the humanity. Yeah, she 200 plus, five foot one. Wow. All right, Hector, be careful over there. Francisco, be careful. If they get the fighting and they get the duking it out, let them get going, man. Don't let them, don't step in front of them. <laughs> All right, don't step in front of them. Let's go over to Long Beach Griffey. Long Beach Griffey, shout out to him, big time famous YouTuber. Let's go ahead and make him uh, a little more famous. He's appearing on the Coach Greg Adams Free Agent Lifestyle channel. 
He's going to talk about what we talk about with a lot of these straggles out here when they're giving you their sob story. They all got a sob story when you meet them. Oh, I'm in a bind. They be like, I'm just, I'm in a bind, Nate. I'm stressing, you know? And then I tell you, man, they, listen, ladies, I don't mean this to be mean, but they all broke. All of them are broke. Hey, guys, every single one of them are broke. I don't care if she works in Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia, and she got a corporate job and she makes $85,000 a year. I don't care. She broke. All right. And this is because naturally they don't save money. They always in the bind. So today you're going to find out and Long Beach Grippy is going to tell you what I've been telling you for a long time. They be out here stressing you trying to chill and they be stressing. Let's take it to Long Beach Griffey in the building. Fair use. So what's good? Like, what's up? Oh, I'm just a little sad. Ain't nothing no tequila can't fix, right? <laughs> it's just so much going on right now. Yeah. You know, rent is going up and it's hard to afford. Um, I might have to move back in with my parents. Yeah. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah. That's wild. Double shot. Um, then my ex keeps no. texting me and trying to argue for no reason. Did you know that he hit me in the face six times? That's oh, crazy. Cheers. Then my job might let me go because I'm always late, but I have car issues and they know that I have car issues. So, you know, you just, and I have to use this pause button to do a fair use. This is typically what you guys are finding out here in the marital marketplace, the dating marketplace. Soon as you meet abroad, they come out with a hundred sob stories. Oh, I was domestic and he's covering them all domestic violation. My boyfriend ex hit me. He's stalking me. Child support. I'm trying to take my ex to child support. Um, I, my rent is due. Rent going up too high. My car is about to explode. My transmission slipping. All right. I met a chick the other day and she said her engine blew up. I'm like, what the fuck? Like how your engine blew up? How your engine blew up? Like how? How does that happen? Oh, well, they did an oil change on it, but they forgot to do, put the oil back. And I just drove it and it blew up. <laughs> like Jesus, let's go back here. You know, I be like that. You're so beautiful. No, I'm not. I'm I'm really ugly because I'm breaking out from all of this stress. You know, things I'm going through is never ending. Did you know my dog is dying? Niggas die every day. So what are we get into debt, school debt, IRS debt. Oh my lord! I owe my auntie three thousand dollars. I owe the hospital seventeen thousand dollars for. Now here's a point that I've been making for quite a long time. All right, I've been making this point. Women can live with some financial stress that you cannot. And um, they be walking outside thinking they bad. They'll have their hair. They'll have their hair did. They have their makeup and they barely have 10 fingernails on their fingernail gels on. And they got the IRS after them. They got they got they got the uh, they got the uh, back rent bankruptcy on the horizon. Car trouble. Gas on E. Tires balding. OK. They owe family members money. And they walk around here like they bad. Oh, I ain't. If I don't look at it, they got student loan debt, student loan debt, five figures, six figures. And they walk around here to still be walking outside. I would be hiding in the house. They'll have a lawyer's bill, $8,000, trying to get $2,000 in child support. And they, I would be in the corner. I would be in the corner like, 
I will be in the corner. These people will be in the millions of dollars of debt, basically a million dollars, half a million dollars easy, walking around, medical bills. And you'd be like, what? Parking tickets? You're sitting there like, <laughs> like what the fuck? And their whole plan is to find a man to throw all of that shit over. And then he said, what's going on with us today? She said, debt. You're going to have to pay, pay. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yep, tabs at the bar, dining, dash. I don't know, man. They can live like this. They could completely live like this. And, of course, they're depressed. But they when they walk outside, they walk outside bulletproof. So they want to find a, somebody said a sucker. They want to find a sucker to dump it in. Now, he's going to come back with a great response. So let me rewind it here. <laughs> Look at this. You can't meet a woman without her bringing up a financial situation. Check this out. Junior college chick jumped in my car yesterday. Act like she was on the phone. Uh, you mean, okay, you need $450 by the night? That was her. For, okay, and then she hung up the phone. All right, she jumps in the phone like she on the phone. You need $450? How, how much is it going to be? $450? Okay, you need it by the night? Okay. Oh, hi, daddy. I'm looking at her like. <laughs> I, look at her. I looked at her like, really, bitch? Uh-huh, nice. I'm like, these bitches think they savvy. Oh, how's it? And I'm like, how's everything going? Oh, you know, they they just be bugging me. And, you know, they, they need 450 by the end of the night, daddy. Get him, daddy. <laughs> Try to hit me with the okie doke. I'm like, well, you'll find it. <laughs> All right. You'll find it somewhere. And so every time you meet a bitch, they always struggling like this. Why? They be struggling. Cause they be, they, I'm telling you, they have a whole bunch of stuff behind their neck. Let's get, let's get on with the finished conclusion here. Let's go ahead, Long Beach. I owe my auntie three thousand dollars. I owe the hospital seventeen thousand dollars for my third abortion, and I think my mom got leukemia. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Do I look like Doctor Phil? Do I look like a therapist? Do I? Do I look like a fucking therapist to you? Uh no. Okay. All I have to offer is dick. <laughs> Just dick. That is all I'm worth. Dick. Okay. I, I don't give a fuck about what you're going through. I don't. Hey, I, I tell them all. That's my favorite line right there. I don't care what you got going on in your personal life. I could give a care less. Grab them cakes. Okay, that's your personal life. It ain't mine. <laughs> I don't give a damn out here. It's cold out here. And guys, here's the thing. We have all of those things. All of those things sounds like a personal decision. Much of them was not anything that happened to them. All of them were a result of her own decision making and her own lack of accountability. Don't put it on me, baby. All right. Don't put it on me. <laughs> that's your problem. Okay. If your problems can be fixed. With dick, please, by all means, stay. If not, please get the fuck out. <laughs> this is not the fucking breakfast club. May you pour me a shot, please? Absolutely. Yeah, let's get to let's get to business. If, if you want to stay, if you want to stick around, we can have fun. I brought you over here to have fun. You know this, but you're trying to finesse and get a little bit of money. Get your ass back on these cold, cold streets because your financial problems will not be solved today, ma'am. Sorry.
sorry. They're just not going to be sorry. Uh, but anyway, that is uh straggle and sniggle. Do I have one more thing here? Oh, I do have one more thing, and then we'll get to the super chats. Here's one more thing. Now, this is going to be something that we're going to have to worry about here at the junior college. This is going to be have to be something, just so you know. At the junior college, we talk about this. And uh, be careful for you guys that don't know how to organize your junior college. That's why we have locals for you. But check this out. In the United Kingdom, this was reported two days ago, vulnerable UK women forced into SEGS for rent by cost of living crisis. Cry me a rip. Oh, my gosh. Women are so vulnerable. What happened to strong and independent? One economic shift. <laughs> these people out here are your rents do, motherfucker. Okay, these people are perpetual crybabies. Crybabies. It's it's getting difficult to even. I can't even treat these these people victims. No matter what. I mean, first there's women, then there's black men. I mean, you guys need to stop with the victimhood shit. Okay, you're forced into. Let me get you just the first. I told you in the evolution, right? I told you this was coming. Read my book, the evolution. I told you this was coming. Okay, women are increased. Guys, if you don't understand this, this is not me reporting on this. This is me reporting on me predicting this. Okay, I already told you they're going to be selling peace leave by the bundles, giving it away, trading it for rent, bottles of water. We're here. We're here where I ended off in the book, The Evolution. So let, let me let you read this. Quote, women are increasingly being forced to engage in survival sex because of the cost of living crisis amid worsening conditions for Britain's most vulnerable. Hey, man, we gone out here. We gone. When it comes to sex, she got a bad cough or a headache or it's all give and no take. When it comes to sex, this always they didn't want to do it. Well, I didn't want to do it. This is going to be something of the junior college. This is coming up. Jun the guys that dabble in the junior college, if the girls are saying that this is what they're doing to go through college, they're going to call it survival sex. And what do I tell you about women? They're great survivalists. They're going to do everything. They always got a vagina, so they're always going to survive. Here's the thing. They can always change the consent later on. Well, I was doing it for survival and he took advantage of me. These guys had more money and they knew I was vulnerable and I was just young, dumb and naive and I set the price super low. I should have charged more or I set the price super low because I was in desperate, dire need and he took advantage of that vulnerability. This is coming. This is coming up. So she's talking about right here. Charities warn that rising costs paired with uh, years of underfunding means women, including those in trauma and mental health issues, are having to turn to sex in exchange for housing or to meet others' basic needs. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me give it to you. Oh, the humanity. Yo, sex for rent. When landlords demand sex in return for discount, discounted or free accommodations, this could... This can include a woman moving in with you, by the way. This can include a woman moving in with you. Sexual rent when landlords demand sex. In it. This could include a marriage, by the way. This, this could include a marriage. No, I would always tell you, if you're a landlord, do not do this. 
This is a bad idea. Okay, when landlords demand sex in return for discounted or free accommodations is a growing problem as economic conditions tighten, they say, with perpetrators using it as a tool to abuse and control. Send it. Send it. Why is it that... (laughs) Why is it that when it comes to dealing with women, there's always a term for some shit, right? Domestic violence, financial abuse, uh, survival. What do they call it? Survival sex abuse. Wow. Wow. So there you go, guys. That's going to be the new thing coming up. Yep. Zero accountability. That, I mean, most of it is because their own fault. <laughs> their own fault. But they don't want to take accountability. All right, why do I have that scrolling across the screen? Well, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, super chat time. We got Albert Wesker says nothing will stop broke XXs not even being dead. You can't even, you can't even die. They coming after you in death. Shout out to MC Hanser. Most want an XX to trust a refuge from the world. Most men want to access the trust, a refuge from the world. XXs want a man who can give them access to the world and provide protection. Uncle Sam is daddy now. Yeah, we don't have any more. I actually like it. It's funny. It's pure entertainment. When I hear guys try to say they want to keep women in check, right? I'm like, why would you want to do that? I'm sitting there like this. What that mean? Like, why would, first of all, what pride do you get from that? I know because it's rare. So you're like, I'm going to keep my hoe in check and I'm going to keep her in check. <laughs> I'm like, again, that's some low level bullshit. Low level. Low level. Why would you want to do that? Let that, let, just take them out of check. All right. And let them move freely. As we call it, let them wild horses, them wild horses run free. Let, let the government take care of them. Let the government take care of them. I once had a lawyer tell me, um, he's a, let, let her, let her daddy take care of her now. Okay. <laughs> right? Like you don't have to pay for her legally. You don't Tarah McAdams dead or alive. You can't win with these XXs. You can't win. Age of machine. They can't pain to terminate, uh, to early terminate our kids and then want to sue us for kids when we're dead. He says, thought you didn't need no man. Ladies, they don't need no man. They don't need no man. But they gonna need a man always. Tehran McAdams, coach and TLA single handedly teach us every day that men are in love and women are in business. When when would you guys? When would you guys believe me? No, you won't believe me. All right, I know it's difficult to believe all of these things because you're like, not all women are gonna do this. And uh, essentially, what happens is they start playing the family feud with me. Okay, they start playing the family feud. They be like, well. It's not that you're right. It's that you're one of these. All right. Survey says. As <laughs> soon as they disagree with me, they're like, it's got to be one of these things. Can't be any of these things, but these things right here. All right. Uh, you be sitting there. Uh, it's because he's gay. Survey says. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And he got a little baloney pony. And who hurt you? Yeah. Him, him, him gay. Him, him got hurt. Him bitter. <laughs> right? It's not that I'm right. It's not that I'm wrong. Him, 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 him just him, him don't like his mama because her black <laughs> and him broke. And I'm like, oh, ding, 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 ding. 
<laughs> what we got going on here? All right. Uh, Henry Resilient, The Rock's lawsuit is insane. Get ready to sniggle. I'm going to get into it later on in the show. Roberto Moreno, shout out to the GOAT. Looking forward for this week. All right. And, uh, hey, all the way up to Cinco de Mayo. Is that Saturday? Uh-oh. First of all, I'm going to watch out. Make sure nobody give me the Kevin Samuels treatment. Juco will be here, though, so I didn't think about that on the planning. No, no, no. Cinco de Mayo's next Monday, right? No? No, no, no. I'm wrong. It's Friday. Saturday. Oh, shit. All right. Shout out to Rational Rationality. He says, even blue-haired 304s that despair men still have a price to be demoralized and call someone daddy. Price is wrong when you see it. You can't unsee it. When you see that, you can't unsee it. You can't unsee it because these blue-haired monster whales, mastodons, they be out here selling cheeks. They be selling cheeks. It's Friday. All right, Friday the 5th. Shout out to ACDC. Argentina inflation rate tops 104% nickel piece leave. I kind of want to be over there because it's Venezuela 2.0. All right, I kind of want to be over there because I know there's a bind over there. I'm in a bind there. There's some Argentinian chicas that are in a bind, and it's very messy over there in Argentina. All right. Mm. You didn't get that if you don't watch football. Yes, it's very messy. And aren't never mind. Mm. Black people, hey, black, black black people like what that mean? Yeah, black people didn't get it, but uh, everybody in Europe in in South America got it. All right, anyway, let me stop. All right, um, shout out to Lawar Moore says, guys, <laughs> uh, guys never spend time in a city. Con- can- wait a minute, he says, guys never spend time in a city, county, or town. With Dade in his name, that's Dade County of Miami, Florida, Miami, and Dadeville, Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. Shout out to you. All right. Albert Wester says, XX has been having survival sex since the caveman days. Exactly. Exactly. What What is marriage called? That's survival sex. That's survival sex. <laughs> Somebody said brothers play soccer coach. Oh, okay. Okay, football. The Africans get it, too, because they play. Everybody in the world gets it but Americans, but it's okay. Uh, yes, I'm trying to figure out what is, ladies, what is um, what is non-survival sex? <laughs> An orgy? An orgy. I think that would be survival sex, too. Like, what is survival sex? I think marriage has survival sex in it, too. Like, she's like, oh, man, it's been three days. He's going to come up to me and tap me on my shoulder any moment now. I better give him a lazy blowjob. Are you serious? I, I I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. Survival sex. Stony Montana women voted to uh, women voted the increase in the cost of living via Marxist policies, then wonder why everything is so expensive when they broke past me to barbecue. Listen, it's barbecue in I don't want to get political, but ladies, whoever granted women the right to vote via the 19th Amendment was either a genius or completely dumb. I can't figure it out. Sometimes I'm like, (laughs) they saw, you know what I mean? Like they saw, because let's just get this straight. I'm not a proponent of removing the 19th or any of that. I'm just telling you, whoever pushed that shit in, (laughs) they either saw the end of America or they just didn't know what was coming because within 100 years, (laughs) 
with within 100 years, it turned the country upside down on its head. Mm. Within 100 years, a century, it lit. I think the person was a genius because they had to be out to destroy America. They were like, you know what we're going to do? Everything the Constitution was written on, we're going to turn it upside down within a century. <laughs> like, wow. Everything the country stood for, they're going to vote that shit out within a century. All of it. Freedom of speech. Right to bear arms. <laughs> right? They just going to start at one and two. And then if they get rid of one, two supposed to protect it, but they'll get rid of two, too. Like, wow. I mean, that's absolutely genius. Like, nobody who would support America would actually was moving to do that. It would have to be somebody on the inside that was like, we're going to unravel all of this shit. Mm. <laughs> all right, going all the way down the line. And then, of course, as normal, they paint themselves in the corner and ask us to get them out of it. We'd be like, you know, that little thing, man, putting them people, two dudes on a wedding cake. Nah, can we, can we not just let them be in love? We'll give them benefits at work too. Nah, they just want to be, they just want to do it. Okay, okay, okay. Then they do it. Then all of a sudden, people want to change their whole genders. They got to change them on 180 genders. And we define, we, we, some people stay quiet, the cowards. A lot of people speak out. Then we, we speak out. They called us all kind of istinisms. Then we said, okay, all right, that's what y'all want. Is this what you want? You want people? Yes, they want to be this, and they're inside. They're stuck in another. They're stuck in another person's body. All right, they're stuck in another person's body. Okay. Then all of a sudden, those people invade their sports. <laughs> they go in their locker rooms at the twenty-four hour fitness. Then they literally be voting in Obama and Joe Biden, and they push it, push it. Then when these dudes run into your locker room at twenty-four hour fitness. Then when these dudes take over your sports, they're like, help us. Mm. <laughs> You're like, bruh, we told y'all. Didn't we tell? But when y'all was out shaking y'all ass at the Democratic fish fry, boogie, woogie, woogie, they was there too. I always tell you, recognize your team. Whoever you're at the protest with and at the fish fry with, that's who's going to be rolling with you. Now they want, now they're telling you, they're taking away Mother's Day. You know that? They're getting rid of Mother's Day. Do you guys know that? <laughs> Just, and here y'all go, man. Hold on for a second. Yeah, they're getting rid of Mother's Day. Let me tell you what they're going to call it. Somebody told me this the other day. It's going to call an, an, an inclusive family day. It's going to be called, uh, we got a, uh, let me see here. Let me see. Oh, no, 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 no. It's called birthing. Hold on for a Birthing. Let me see here. We got we got family day coming up. We have a birthing person's day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey man, I'm out. I'm out, man. Y'all want me to care, but y'all keep making these dumbass decisions, voting in this shit, staying quiet when it. I can't. So let it burn. Let it burn, man. Y'all do y'all y'all ask for this shit. Do not ask for my help. <laughs> we going, man. This shit is gone, gone. It's selling. But I'm not trying to keep it back. Where are we at here? El Chino says, Coach, does that mean we're coming out in an article soon messing with the junior college? Yeah, man. Um, I can't tell you that that's not going to happen. And that's you. That's part of it. That's part of it. Sadly, Dart says they give, wait, they give consent now and later call it grape. Well, they've been telling, guys, this, right? Listen, here's the thing. 
they've been saying this a lot. I've been reporting on that very issue for a long time. And I've showed you videos of women describing how they can remo remove consent. And uh, just watch a just watch a debate on this. Just watch a video on this. Just watch an Instagram or Twitter comment section. It's bizarre. And women are like, well, if you don't, if you, you guys definitely don't know what an assault or a grape is, if you believe this, this, that, that. I showed you a video of a woman that said, um, what was it? It was, it was, a, the, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, 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 this is how, this is how it works. They're like, um, the dude was in there. She consented. He's in there thrusting. She changed her mind mid thrust. So he got the thrust number two, number three, number four, number five. Then he started to feel that eruption. All right. He backtracked it. <laughs> All right. He was like, I'm not going to bust yet. He started thinking about, you know, he started thinking about baseball scores, times he had to go to work. So he started, you know, biting the pillow, whatever he's doing. So he keeps going. And she says, oh, this feels good. Thrust number five, 10, 15, 20. And then she said, you know what? I don't want this anymore. You know what? That's it. Stop. Stopping your tracks. No mas. No mas. And he's going, well, I'm almost about to bust. So let me get these last strokes in real quick. <laughs> let me finish up. We're already here. Let me go in and pull this out and go skeet, skeet, skeet. So he goes for his last three thrusts, whips it on out and skeet, skeet, skeet. Oh, skeet, 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 skeet. And he goes from the window to the wall and till sweat dropped down his balls to all these yeah and he finished up guess what grape that was assault that was assault and i shared that video of her the woman breaking that shit down i was like we in trouble we in trouble <laughs> we in trouble it's, it was like yep and the women in the copper section yep when she said stop he needed to stop and I was like, I don't know if you know how sex works, <laughs> all right? Ninjas, ninjas don't get, ninjas don't go into sex to not finish. Like he was not finished yet, <laughs> right? Women can be like, yeah, women can be like, yeah, um, that's about enough. I think we're finished now, <laughs> right? In their world, hey guys, just understand, in their world, that's an assault. <clears throat> Crazy. Crazy. And she said, I removed consent. I don't want it. I don't want it no more. Nope. Those last three strokes, that's when you assaulted me. I was like, guys, there's a, ladies, I don't know if you know, there's no stopping in the middle when it comes to men, right? Once he's entered, he doesn't have, he has a desire to finish. Like the job's not done yet. All right, shout out to Lance. Thank you, brother. We'll call you Lance. Thank you for the very generous, generous super chat. We got our man, Mr. N. Adams, he says, keep up the great content, coach. We got our brother here sending me a some money. Deshaun Rose says, good morning, coach. I'm on the road, but tuned in, listening, be safe, traveling on the road. We got our man Eric in listening to CGA put out the knowledge. Thanks. Be careful out there. Be careful. Juan Primera's chicks be like my engine blew up in my Tesla. For real. For real. And that Mercedes C-Class, shout out to the Mercedes C-Class owners out here, except if it's AMG. Right, them C class owning sugar babies and um uh OnlyFans girls, they be riding them C classes. No government name says, Hey, um, I had a coach with a lazy baby mother who kept the daughter away. Tell me that his daughter 
that his daughter doesn't want to do anything. She just turned 18 when he told her he would buy her a car if she goes to school. She said that he's trying to control her. I had to listen to your show. I told him, I told him, listen to your show. Guys, I do. I've heard it all. I've heard, I've heard young. I had a conversation with the father yesterday, just to be brief. And um, his kids are approaching college age. These kids are very affluent. Um, they also grew up in the suburbs. Nice family. Mom's a European. Father's a black guy. He's an older black guy. And um, and he, we were talking about his kids and his kids choosing where to go to college. And he was like, oh, my kids are, I'm going to push them to go to this college because it's free. And I was like, well, it's their decision. I've seen kids turn out full scholarships and choose to go to another college and the parents pay for it. And the parents are like, how did you turn down this? And I'm like, the kids choose, man. They, they, they have no idea what they're doing sometimes or they go with their own gut and belief. And I also heard a kid say, the father of uh, the father of a daughter, the father of a daughter was controlling the daughter by getting compliance by saying, we're not going to pay for your college education. <laughs> right? Like, what the? Mm. And the, the, the daughter was like, nah, we ain't going for that. That's control. That's financial abuse. Again, these terminologies and these therapists, this is all to break up the family. So the kids are like, no, nah, that's financial abuse. You're, you're trying to use that as a controlling mechanism. Hey, man. <laughs> Yo. It's, it sounds nice until that kid turns 30. And then they're going to come back to who? Whoever had the control of the finances, Right. Whoever had the car, oh, I need a car. I need to pay for college. I'm going to night school. Can you help? No, I'm not helping. Nope. I'm not helping. You had your chance. You blew it. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Right? It is sad out here. Shout out to Chris Jericho, CGA. You often say you walk in the spirit of Elijah. So I went back and read his story in the good book. Won't get religious, but there are many parallels with what's happening today especially with Jezebels. Thank you for the inspiration and stay blessed. Thank you, brothers. We do. We walk in the spirit of Elijah over here. That's what we doing. And yes, I am a debaucherous Elijah, but it is what it is. Okay, everything we're preaching about and talking about and educating you about has already been talked about, spoken about. Just look up the Jezebel spirit or any episode that I've done about the spirit of Jezebel. I think I've done three episodes on Jezebel, at least two on Lilith. I did Samson and Delilah, and I'm going to search far and wide for more stories. We got Kevin Sullivan, coach. I appreciate your teachings, as always. Had my kids over this weekend. I have my Martin Luther King poster on the wall, and now every time someone says something that doesn't make sense, they stare Martin Luther Lee. Shout out to you and the coach gang. Yep, just point to the poster. Point to the poster, and then we'll give you a couple PayPals and then get back to the show. All right, because we got... Uh, episode number two, we got doom and gloom CGA coming in here. Doom and gloom. Thank you for the haters. There was a guy who was a hater of my show, gave me that title. They said CGA's doom and gloom. So guess what? I took it. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how you monetize the hate. <laughs> That's how you monetize the hate. All right. Anything you say, yeah, I've been called kind of all kind of Uncle Tom's. I'll be like, yes, I am. Oh, you say I'm a sellout? You say I'm an Uncle Tom? You say I'm tap dancing for my audience? Guess what? <laughs> Shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, just take whatever they say and flip it back. You'd be like, I'm going to use that now. That's me. <laughs> All right, shout out to Deadly Edley says, someone's mortgage is due out here. Your rent's due, motherfucker. The mortgages are due, and it's payday today, so the landlord's got to get paid. Landlord's got to get paid. What we got? Let's do, uh, boy. All right, we got a couple. We got we, we really only got two people going back and forth. Kayla says, what's up? I thought of something. XXs will say uh, after having sex with a guy that he has a small Johnson or it doesn't last long in bed. However, a man won't say he has used peace leave, loose peace leave, and or smelly peace leave. Women can't take be taken serious. I think they do, though. <laughs> I think guys do say it was uh, the funk of 40,000 years in there. I don't know if we tell her that. That would hurt her feelings. All right, and he also says, is prawn the only form of non-survival sex? Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> as a matter of fact, gentlemen, there is a special message that I forgot to put here, but if you do get hemmed up at the junior college, just make sure you make her aware that you are not supporting any pay-for-play, that you are filming a pornography film, and that's legal. Indeed. All right. So there was a guy that actually spread that message and he was a lawyer. One of the greatest defense of all times. You know, prawn is legal. And that's what you're agreeing to. We're shooting prawn today <laughs> and you can get paid for it. All right. Anyway, Deadly Edley says Woodrow Wilson is the worst president for signing the 19th and bringing in the central bank. Nixon put the nail in the coffin. I don't know if you know Woodrow Wilson was bought and paid for. New, 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 new world order. If you look at the timeline, I think he was one of the one of the presidents that came along and was one of the ones that was completely bought, lock, stock, and barrel, and paid for. All right, last one. He says, "Deadly Ellie, give us the three-stroke grace period." All right, when you ladies remove consent, that's actually a good, um, a good, good, good idea, ladies. Hey, when you say stop, give me the three-stroke grace period. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, anyway, yeah, all of them are bought, but he was one of the most famously bought presidents, Woodrow Wilson. Just look it up. Do you, drunk history with CGI, I know. All right, but he was the most famously bought president. Like he was a he was straight up upon a puppet. All right. Anyway. Let's get to the next part of the show. Doom and gloom. Gentlemen, do you know what's going on here? I want you to pay attention to what's going on. We had the, we had the second largest bank failure in the last two months. I want you to protect your neck out here. This is the financial blue chip uh, live stream, part of the stream. And here you go, just for news purposes, just in case you're watching too many reality shows. The J.P. Morgan Chase takes over First Republic Bank after the U.S. seized the U.S. seizure of the ailing bank, all right? And so if you didn't know over the weekend, First Republic Bank, which everybody kind of revealed it was just basically a place. What, what you're finding out is some of these banks aren't really banks, all right? Many of them were places where certain people were able to uh, keep their money, wealthy people were able to keep their money there and reserve it for, you know, it was kind of like a woke bank. Remember the first bank that collapsed? Last um, last month in March uh, was revealed to be some sort of woke bank where a lot of people, the tech people, the people who were starting businesses, they were starting to be they kept their money there. So then First Republic Bank just uh, failed the other day with uh, their bank deposits slipping. 
Their bank deposits are slipping, which means bank run. People were bringing out, they were taking out their money. And uh, the remaining money was going to be at risk. And so the U.S. government, the the um, the uh, FDIC seized the bank. <laughs> All right, here it is. The FDIC, the FDIC agreed to share losses on mortgages and commercial loans that J.P. Morgan assumed in the transaction. Basically, they protected the uh, the FDIC seized the bank, protected the remaining money. Um, they basically shared the losses with J.P. Morgan after they put the bank up to auction which J.P. Morgan Chase claimed, all right? And so these are mortgages that are on the line, corporate loans, um, uh, commercial loans for commercial properties, all right? This is a big, big deal, all right? This is a big, big deal, and a lot of people don't realize that this is going on. Silicon Valley Bank was the collapse that was happened in March last month, all right? Well, it's like last, last month. And um, it says right here, First Republic, First Republic clients withdrew more than $100 billion in deposit. And that's what the bank revealed in its earnings on April 24th. Uh, April 24th. Essentially, bank run. Okay, when you have that many people remove their money from banks, the banks become insolvent and they have no way to survive. They have no way to survive. And I, wh- listen, I've been telling you, they, there's, there's going to be bank runs. When there's bank runs, you're going to see the realities of what these banks are. All right. And so here it is. This is somebody said this is just the beginning. So if you wanted to study that, go back and study this. I believe this is going to be just the next shoe that drops or the second shoe that drops, maybe the third shoe that allows them to push in the Fed now and the CBDC. Okay, so this is all that's going to happen. Not saying that they planned it, but this is going to be the reason why CBDC gets pushed in. So if you're playing bank bingo, we're going to play a game here. Bank bingo. All right, get your cards out. Everybody get your card out. Get your bank cards out. We only got a few more banks here uh, to go here at this point on May 1st. We're just instituting. I know they planned. Listen, I can't say they planned it because normies can't take it. New, 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 new world order. They can't take it. This is. You know, there's something called organized chaos. So bank bingo, which one, who's going next? Okay, we got five banks going already. Um, Some of these banks here have actually survived the financial bank payoff of 2009. Uh, JP Morgan is basically taking a big, big gamble and a risk by assuming the the, uh, losses and sharing the losses with the government who basically, where are they printing the money from? You know, what do you got going on next? Which one of them? Bank of America? Who going now next? Goldman? <laughs> oh, man, this is this. This is terrible, man. New world order. Who going next? I think, oh, Deutsche Bank. What are they still doing here? All right. Well, that was Credit Suisse. Uh, Morgan Stanley, who you got next? Who you got next? All right. Make your prediction now. Barclays going down. Capital One. Oh, my. All it's going to take, guys, is a bank run. All If three of these go down, welcome to CBDC. Like overnight. It's going to be like, hey, we got to do this. <laughs> right? CBDC will be had overnight. I'm predicting by July because we've already had. Listen, I know people don't think I don't I don't have to know what I'm talking about. Here's the deal. In March, we had the second biggest bank collapse of all time. April, that bank collapse, the bank collapse that just happened a few days ago trumps that one so now we have the second and the third longest largest bank collapse now we also have going into may we're probably time wise 
We'll have another one. And then if there's a second or third one after that, CBDC will be pushed through. All right. It's going to be pushed through. So anyway, checking that out. And uh, this is already having a drastic effect. By the way, the layoffs are having a drastic effect on our country. The wealthy people who are removing their money from these banks early on to prevent um, them losing their money. Um, it, it's what it is, what is what it is going on here and the millennials, because people aren't going to be able to pay their rent. These commercial buildings aren't going to be able to pay it. So what's happening to the millennials? The millennials are going broke, according to CNBC. And this is something I've been talking about as well in my blue chip mindset series. Now, these are just news media headlines, new, 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 new world order. but they're getting your ass ready for this. They're getting you ready because the millennials and Gen Z are going to be the first ones to march right across the line for CBDC. OK, so are black people with their reparations. OK, these are going to be the first people to walk across that line because they're steeped in debt. And yes, they have predatory lending. We're not going to get into all of that. I've been saying millennials are the most vulnerable financial group in America. No, not Gen Z, the millennials. And when I say it, people say, coach, but the millennials are doing well, right? And I said, no, they ain't. They're doing well. But when the house of cards collapse, they're going to be the ones that are going to reach to Gen X. They're also going to be the ones that cannot help Gen Z. Gen Z going to be out here selling Punani. In these streets. All right, Punani, these layoffs are highly affecting, I believe, Gen Z. I'm sorry, highly affecting millennials. So millennials haven't been able to get out of the block yet. Many of them are facing their first divorces. Some of them are getting laid off of their job for the first time. Many of them really never recovered or they, they didn't get a good start to life because they came in after Y2K and off the heels in their adulthood. Their adulthood began with Y2K and the housing market crash. Okay. And they really haven't got out of the blocks. So what you saw from them being stable has um, what you saw from them being stable has been nothing but a house of cards. It's nothing but a house of cards. Now it's your turn to experience what the boomers and Gen X had experienced in 2008. And by the way, the boomers will march right across the line too. Gen X will be the only ones holding the line. <laughs> okay. This is just an opinion and it is biased, but I've been telling you about millennials moving back in with their parents. The stat is something like 40-something percent, almost 50%. I think it was over 50. It was like 53% of millennials moving back in with parents. And everybody was, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that except for it's, it's a sign that the economy isn't healthy. It's a sign that people have gone into debt. It also is not reflective of what the previous cultures were. Where in previous times, three generations of people lived together. Well, this isn't previous times. It's now. We also had a world war that we were dealing with and a Great Depression. So this is all signs that the economy and people in the economy, within the economy, are not doing well. And there's no argument against this. They're not. People are struggling. People are struggling, and they're trying to figure out their way around it. And so that's the millennials. And the boomers are in trouble, too. So um, I'm going to blame everybody but Gen X. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to blame her. The boomers are also moving back in with their elderly parents. All right. I've been sharing that as well. So they call them the boomerang boomers. Okay, boomerang boomers. We're in trouble. We are in trouble. So if you do not want to be a part of this, uh, this, this thing, I don't tell this to you as you're, I don't want you to be a victim of this. You have to be selfish as hell. There's the boomers. 
Boomerang boomers. Mm. Moving they ass back in with parents. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy, man. Um, If you're a guy that wants a legacy ninja, if you're a legacy ninja, this is what you have to look for, uh, forward to, you know, because this is what your kids are doing out here. They're, they don't want to go to college. College is kind of like people don't trust college like that no more. Here's another doom and gloom right here. OK, this is undeniable. It is said that and according to this tweet and we're going to use it, you can do your own due diligence according to this tweet. And we'll look at the chart here. 44% of Americans expect to apply for what? Buy now, pay, pay later loans at least once in the next six months. Okay, but why do they need these buy now, pay, late, pay later loans? By the way, if you use one of these, you up shit's creek right now. If you're using a, and um, can you guys name one of these? Because I don't know, I don't use them. There's one of these, I think, on Amazon. There's one of these on Amazon where you can, it's called like a firm or something like that, a legion or a firm, where you can go on Amazon and go get um get one of these buy now, pay later loans. And I did a story. I did a story about this, about this woman that was so steeped in a firm debt. It was out, it was a woman, it was like a mother. She was a single mother. All right. And it was a white lady, so it wasn't like a straggle dackle. She had like preteens. She was so steep in affirm debt. It, it was she couldn't even get out of the affirm debt. It's like layaway. It, it was like, oh, my God. I was like, damn. And she didn't realize how she was digging herself a hole. Doing this and she would just hop on Amazon and then buy now, pay later. What are you buying? What are they buying on buy now, pay later? Forty five percent of Americans, 44 percent clothes, shoes, accessories, jewelry, wallets. You got home decor, furniture, appliances, technologies, laptops, gaming. Uh, beauty, body, and hair products, groceries. All right, the first four is just shit that you don't need. Just go outside, nappy headed. Just wear a baseball cap. All right, get some get some cheap ass sunglasses, home furniture. Okay, you got groceries. Then you got uh, events, concerts, sports games on on buy now pay later. That's terrible. Uh, fitness equipment, I doubt it. Toys, dining out, travel, etc. All right. Sad state of the world that we're living in that people cannot, they don't have the patience or discipline to have financial control to be able to control these things. Again, this is why you can't give people access to free money because they're eventually going to not have the financial wherewithal to have the discipline to um, uh, prevent themselves from blowing the money. No, we don't want to give people the money just to blow it. Well, it's their problem if they blow it. No, it ain't. It's everybody's problem because Scott, crime is going to skyrocket. Excuses and accountability is going to show up or lack of accountability. They're going to be like, well, I had the money, but I got. Nope. <clears throat> People are just bad with their money and they're impatient. Microwave culture. Nobody wants to do anything, save and have discipline. They just want to go out here and look good when they're outside, when they're inside, their lives are falling apart. Okay, wow. And how much you want to bet that 44% of people going to get paid now, buy now, pay day later loans, how much you want to bet that the majority of them are women? I'm, I'm just telling you. The majority, of, how much you want to bet? Okay, of that 44% that are going to use in the next six months, buy now, pay later, how of that 
how much are women? What is the percentage of women? Is it is it 40%, 60% or 80%? <laughs> Shit has got to be like close to 80%. I know people think I'm lying. 80%. Why do we know that? <laughs> this is not hard to figure out. First of all, 70% of the student loan debt is owned by women. 80% of consumer spending, women. Okay? Consumer spending. Let me see here. It's not hard to figure out. <laughs> so just, just do the math. It's just follow the money. Female consumption in the United States. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, see if we can get it real quick because I didn't plan to share it. So I'm just looking it up briefly. Uh, let's see. They do have a link here. Let me see what the link does. This is more Morgan Stanley. All right. Man, boy, this screen is white. <laughs> Bro, I can't even look at this damn screen. I'm going to pass out looking at this screen. All right, but here we go right here. It says right here, now consumer insight research shows that women drive 83% of all U.S. consumption. You see it right here. So when people say, I jumped, don't jump to these conclusions, how could you say that? Well, let's use deductive reasoning. I know it's a little bit picky. You got to use it, but here it is. Women drive 83% of all U.S. consumption, all. All ninja, all, all, all things that are bought in America has a woman attached to it, whether you like it or not, meaning she bought it or she was the reason it was bought. <laughs> Get ready, man, because you can't tell them to wait. You can't tell them to be patient. They don't want to build with a guy. They don't want to be in the mud. They just want it now. Give it to me now. I want the ready, complete man now. I want the man to give me the engagement ring and the wedding ring and the suffering. I want it now. I want the house now. No, I ain't waiting 10 years. No, I ain't going through the mud. I'm not going through the mud with you ninjas. All right? I want it now. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And out of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? Potential, but out of. Yeah, man, they ain't trying to wait. They ain't trying to wait. Update on Do Jonathan Majors. Let's let's keep reporting on this story. It's a wrap, all right? I want the hopeful people. Remember, I don't live the hope strategy over here. I tell it like it is. I said the brother is in trouble. He did get a bit of good news, according to Vlad TV. Shout out to Vlad TV. Good that you're here, man. Hey, man, oh, that's just a joke, Vlad. Hey, uh, Vlad's around? Shout out to Vlad. <laughs> All right, we got to check this out. I got to get the backstory on this. The medical examiner, this is according to Black TV, medical examiner or expert, yeah, claims Jonathan Major's accuser is lying. Mm. <laughs> All right, this is according to the Vlad TV. And the medical expert in the case says this bitch lying. Now, everybody knows this to be true. Everybody knows, all right, that Jonathan Major's is having a job done on him. And uh, we had the video from the lawyer from the nightclub 
that showed her without injury going to drink party message him on a broken thumb okay message him or um um more than 30 something times basically just uh admitting that she was lying on him okay let me see here let me see if i can find the story here the medical expert opinion shows that the woman is lying according to hip hop news and um this is it, by the way this is according to Jonathan Major's attorney okay this is according to Jonathan Major's attorney. So we guys got to keep all of these things into consideration. It is not the expert speaking out. It's his attorney that is talking out about this case. And it says right here, uh, today, a judge granted a full temporary order of protection, which I told you about last week for the victim per the people's request and with the consent of defense counsel. Okay, which means her lawyer. I'm sorry, his her, his lawyer. And the order means that both parties must have and not have any contact with each other directly or indirectly, at least until the next court hearing. OK, and it says right here that uh, when she went out to the club without injuries, it says, in fact, the forensic medical experts opinion shows that the woman is lying. Quote, it is disturbing that even when presented with this incontrovertible evidence, the defense attorney continues this false case. So remember, this is the defense attorney speaking, and they're going to the court of public opinion. I think he's getting railroaded. I think he's getting railroaded. He's getting the work. He's getting the shaft. And this is now another opportunity for us to bring up the fact that you guys got to lay low when it comes to these women, right? They're getting desperate out here. It's tough for you to prove your innocence. And men that continue to complain, well, we should be able to prove our innocence. It's never going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. There's never going to be a time for that. You, you know why? Because when they came out with those hashtag movements, hashtag believe all women, you fell for it. And we warned you. We were like, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot hashtag believe all women. Like you cannot hashtag believe all men. You can't hashtag believe anybody. See, the Constitution says you're innocent until proven guilty. Those are your rights. So just saying hashtag believe a person doesn't mean uh, uh, it's actually against the Constitution, your constitutional rights. So I'm guilty until proven innocent. No, no, that's not how it works. So I'm supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But you guys allowed it. You guys didn't. You were afraid to call it out. And here we are. So when you then complain, well, we keep getting railroaded. Well, <laughs> you hashtag believed them because you thought it was a good idea. And they they guilted you into calling women liars or they guilted you when you said prove your case or they guilted you when you said present your evidence. Well, just believe us. Nope. No. All right. The Bible tells me to not believe them. <laughs> All right, that's what the Bible tells. The Bible then told me many, many times, don't believe these 304s. All right, and so I'm going with the Lord's word at this particular point. Last update for the Kang. It looks like rumor has it that it's over for him at the MCU. Sad. Sad. Reportedly, Marvel has reportedly found the next Kang for the MCU. Damn. All right. This is sad news for you guys that were hoping that he can at least hold on to this. And uh, I don't know who the next Kang is, but they're talking about it. They're going to move forward. They're going to move on from him. And uh, he lost his opportunity here messing with the normie chick. Okay. Messing with a normie chick. And uh, this is just rumor. 
But uh, he's actually lost just about everything. All of his roles, he's almost lost. So it's going to have collateral damage. Marvel's waiting to see. They're hanging on. They're going to appear in court next week. I think uh, next Wednesday or Tuesday. It's going to be next Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, they're going to appear in court. But, guys, nothing's going to be resolved. Nothing <laughs> came the straggler. Nothing's going to be resolved from this. Uh, they're just going to have a hearing. They're going to present their case to the state. The, the judge probably is going to make a decision to have a hearing. I mean, have a trial. And I think this shit is going to be pushed in the next year, sadly. Mm. Hey, this is my prediction from the hearing that's going to take place on the 9th of May. You guys think there's going to be a conclusion? You're going to get a cliffhanger. You're not getting a conclusion. Let's catch up on the Super Chats. Then we have coming up. Coming up, uh, how many people we have here? That means we'll move it up, all right? We got 2,300 people cumulatively watching on Facebook. We got our likes are despicable. So do me a favor. Hit the like button. I'm going to move the end story up, all right? That's what we do when I get above 2,000. We're going to give you the main event story, and then you can stick around for the next. Main event story coming up is suing men the new divorce. And it says the never divorce here. Is suing men the new form of divorce, we have three cases, John Singleton, Rich the Kid, and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, going to be sued, and we're going to tell you what the lawsuit's going to detail. All right. Hit the like button. Give me to 1,000 likes so more people can get in here. Let me get, uh, this is Super Chats, Joshua Moon, Birthing's Person's Day. Coach, what that mean? What that mean? Birthing per Person's Day. All of you guys that have mothers, you guys have your Mother's Day going bye-bye. Uh, and uh, if you use Mother's Day, you might be called an ist or an ism. Speak in my mind. Be like the Joker. Let the world burn. All right, I'm done. I'm not trying to save. I know people think I'm over here like, if, if women listen to me, I don't care if they listen to me, <laughs> right? I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to save the United States. I'm trying to save myself. Schedule P says some OnlyFans model messaged each prospective offensive lineman on draft day. Wow. The only response she got back said, stank bish. All right, give him the prices right. Shout out to that guy. All right. So it's an OnlyFans model was out there targeting the offensive lineman thinking she's slick. All right. And got licked back. Well, not really. Floyd, Mr. Holt says, please warn brothers about the dangers of the rise of black witches. They're claiming on YouTube they took down Kevin Samuels. Only eat at restaurants, fellas. Mm, mm, mm. Um, actually, I have a stream on witchcraft, too. Um, I think I have at least two or three streams on witchcraft. And so um, I remember one person in the comment section. Oh, these red pill guys talking about witchcraft. No, witchcraft is real. It's real. Uh, and the, the reality is um, people are doing it and they do it superficially. They do it on the surface. I swear. I swear. I had this Latina chick over a little junior college chick and she was talking about she does. Um, she was like she got tarot cards. She does tarot cards. This girl's 22 years old, bro. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> now, all of those things don't mean don't mean that uh, that that it's evil. It's just up to you. But this is called spiritual energy. And what I will tell you is, guys, do not mess with spiritual energy. I don't, I'm not a religious person. But energy is something that you pay with and can um, expend. You can expend and absorb energy 
and you can transfer energy. I believe that. And if your energies aren't aligned, if somebody's bringing energies that you're not in agreement with or aligned with, and that energy meets you, you guys can transmute that, and that can get into your system. So that is where witchcraft comes in because it, it depends on spiritual energy. So if you're like, I want my life to go a certain trajectory, and you allow bad energy to come in, that energy is going to direct, it can actually direct and, and send your life off, off, off course, okay? So watch out for spiritual energy. Sometimes your energy doesn't match. And yes, you can transmute this energy sexually. Sexually. This is why people convulse. They go into some sort of, uh, um, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, muscle contractions. You curse. You curse out loud. You say, holy shit, fuck. What? You speak in tongues? <laughs> okay, she might shiver and shake. This is all spiritual. It's all spiritual shit, right? This is all stuff that you transmute. The seed that you transmute, you're transmuting energy and seed. She's transmitting bodily flu fluids and every man she's been with. Mm. Oh, yeah. You guys know those words, those curse words. <laughs> See, look, people are crazy. What does a curse word mean? I want you guys to think about something because somebody's like, what the F? Think of, watch this. What is a curse word? <laughs> think about because you think I'm, I'm, I'm acting crazy here. What is a curse word? It's literally in the damn word. Curse. Witchcraft. Mm. You're putting a curse. <sighs> you may got to catch up. Y'all slow as a motherfucker. Y'all slow as hell. You're putting a spell. You're cursing. You're cursing the person. He's like, don't curse me. If you said a foul word to someone, they would say, don't curse me. Come on, man. Y'all got to catch up. Y'all got to catch up. You're cursing someone. They call it, That's why they call it a curse word. Think about it. Where do you, how do you curse somebody uh, with witchcraft? You put a spell on them. You curse them. You put a curse on them. All right. Anyway. So anyway. Yep, words, spelling, spell, spell that. What do you mean spell it? Spell it. What is a spell? That is similar to witchcraft. So you guys got to understand words have power. Yep. All right. Um, in the black community, they call it cussing, though. They call it cussing. For some reason, we don't pronounce our E's and our R's. Yeah, we, we call it cussing. Like whooping. They just change up the words just based on how you... Don't know how to read it, and so you just interpret it. So you say whooping. But actually, it's whipping. It's whipping, and whipping comes from when you whip someone like you would whip a fugitive slave. And so when you said, I'm going to whip my kid, they change it to whoop, kind of to change the meaning. But anyway, they learned that that's learned behavior. But spare the rod, spare the child, whatever it is. Let's get back to the show. All right, uh, shout out to Mo Paul. What does he say? A New York radio station made a post about Chance the Rapper's wife response this last week. I mentioned using a Maya Angelou poem. It says right here, you mentioned it, meaning the relationship is done and people commented saying she used it to be in these streets. She used the Maya Angelou quote to go back to the streets. All right, shout out to her. In these streets. All right. Spare the rod, spoil, spare the rod, spoil the child. So they're using, she's saying she's using it to return to the streets. In these streets. Oh, man, what's going on? Are, are there any wives in here today? 
Wives, are you married? Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. All right, yeah, man. Um, women want to be tied up in these streets out there. They definitely want to be tied up in these streets. Uh, there was a funny meme that I was going to play, but it didn't have context to today's show. But it was a woman who was cuddled up with her husband driving home after a nice dinner at uh, the Claim Jumper or one of these um, one of these places like uh, what is it called? I can't remember the name of it. It's the country store. But anyway. She's driving home, feeling nice about her support system, her husband, her rock, her financial support. But then these hoes drive by her bumping some music ready to go to the club because they pre-gaming. You coming home at 930 and the hoes going out to go have fun. And she sees them driving by and she's looking and she's longing for the day she missed when the streets were calling her. In these streets. She misses it. And then she looks back at her sappy little husband that she's going to go home and they're going to go lay on the bed and not have fornication. They're not going to have sex that night. And she's going to be thinking of all of the fun that she used to have in her mid-20s or all the fun that she missed out on being married and a mother. Yeah, they're going to want to return to the streets, gentlemen. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in his street. Man, that's crazy. All right, that's crazy. You guys got to watch out for them out there. Hey, um, your wives will... <laughs> your wives will want to say... that your, All wives want to return to the streets. They do. They miss the streets. And guys, I'm going to give you a fair warning. If you marry a younger woman, this is kind of the warning for younger women. If you marry a younger woman, and she's like, let's say she's 20, 21, 22. If you marry her and you're married to her for seven or eight years and you knock her up, you put three kids in her. She delivers three kids. At some point after she's done and closes up shop and she doesn't want to deliver any more kids, she's going to say these famous words. This is the word she's going to say. I want anybody to I want anybody to acknowledge this. If you, in fact, were married or married a younger woman and you've heard this term she's gonna say i want to see if you can predict it Stephen crowder's wife i want to see if you can predict what words will she this is a phrase no not i'm not happy all right shout out to y'all i'm not happy no 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 <laughs> she's gonna say that but let's just say this phrase she's gonna use and she's gonna use it against you i'm gonna see if somebody can get it all right let me see here no not i want to take a break you're getting close i want to be free not so much um Ah, there it is. All right, Mr. Igbo got it. Let me see here. Yep. Somebody else got it. Joe Jones got it. Let me see here. Yep. Lord, Lord, uh, dang, it's going up fast. Lord got it. All right. I missed out on my younger years. Yep. Warhammer got it. You took my youth. I missed out on my younger years. We don't talk about that one a lot. Yep. You stole my youth. Dwayne Hicks. I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys said it so I didn't have to say it. So then people are like, that's not true. I want you to know this. I missed out on my younger years. You took my youth. I could have been out in these streets, but I, you, uh, you, you, you married me. You knocked me up. I've been barefoot and pregnant. 
I missed out on my younger years. So that means now that she's 30, guess what she about to be doing? In these streets. She about to be in these streets. She got the streets calling her. Uh, Aisha Curry pulled the I miss my younger years. Guys, that one's going to hit you. If you marry a younger woman or a virgin or a woman with not a lot of sexual experience, she didn't go out to the bars and clubs that much. Like you took her off right when it was time for her to go out. And guys, she's going to act like she's going to act like you dragged her from the bar by her ponytail, by her hair weave and dragged her across the sticky ass floor. OK, dragged her, slung her in the house in the cage, told her you're going to put this wedding ring on, forced her into a dress, dragged her ass down the wedding aisle. <laughs> OK, told her, bitch, I'm going to keep you in check. Do not leave this house. Put kids in her. She delivered three kids in five years. She nursed them, had them all on the titty. You better feed that kid. You didn't help. You went out to work. She changed diapers. Then what's going to happen is she's going to say, no more kids. I'm done. Right around 28. Then all of a sudden, she's going to drop baby weight. Her friends, she's going to meet a whore. She's going to meet a 304 friend. She's going to meet a 304 friend. Then that 304 friend going to be like, girl, these streets is calling. In these streets. Then she's going to go out there, go out a couple of nights, and those guys going to gas her head up. What? You're a wife? What? You have three kids? Not you. I can't even see one kid coming out of her. All right? Because she hiding that belly that's all ravaged up. Oh, girl, you fine. You, oh, you shouldn't be locked down. Boy, I would marry you up if you came out here. Girl, you know what I would do to you? I'll put this salami on her. Okay? And she feeling herself. She's going to come back to you and say, you stole her younger years. You took my youth. <laughs> you cannot make this shit up. And as a result, I just showed you that men are already knowing this. So I didn't say it. I allowed you guys to say it just so you can see I'm not making this up. She's going to act like you forced her to marry her. And then she's going to, guys, check this out. You're going to be like, what are you talking about? I forced you to marry. You were telling me to put an engagement ring. You were telling me if you like it, you better put a ring on it. You were showing me wedding dresses. You were planning a whole entire wedding. You planned that shit. You was like, put these babies in me. Soon as I put babies, <laughs> soon as I put babies in you, you held your legs up, up over your head while you was in bed. Let me see if I stick. Look, you busted nuts in this woman. After you busted nuts, this is what she was sitting like, like this in the bed, like this. Not letting one seed drip. She didn't let one seed drip. She was sitting up like this, toes all on the wall. Toes all behind her head. Okay. She was waiting for the seed to drip all the way down. This is what she was doing right here. This is what she said. This is what she said. Hold on for a second. Where is it at? Here it is. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a nun on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. She went, she made you buy a Tiffany engagement ring. She was in there. Well, I want this one. I want that one. She roasted you when you forgot your wedding anniversary and your birthday, your kids' birthdays. Then she's going to turn up and say this. This is what she's going to say, and this is going to mess your world up. Ladies knowing this, they're hiding from me right now. This is what she's going to say. 
You're going to be like, what do you mean I forced you to marry? What do you mean I forced you to have kids? You wanted to get married. Now, what is she going to say? What is she, she going to say? This is where we're helping each other. So you don't think I'm making this up, young men. What is she going to say when you say, what do you mean? You wanted to get married. What is she going to say? I'm telling you this. I'm preparing you guys. Ladies, you can chime in too. Chime in too. What is she going to say? Lord got it. Lord's on it. Lord's on it. Listen up. Lord got it already. Here we go. Yep. That the, the answer is she's going to say, you asked me to marry me. I didn't ask you. You asked me. I didn't ask you. <laughs> Ninja, you're going to be sitting here listening to that argument. You're going to be in therapy. You're going to be in therapy like this here. Because technically, ninjas, it's true. You asked her. She did not ask you. You asked, you proposed to her. That's where the scam is. It's the same as when a woman says, well, um, women should pay for dates when they ask the guy. Well, they don't ask 90% of the time, so they can get out of that. By having that a rule is dumb. The rule is dumb if 90% of the time they're not going to ask. But almost 100% of the times, <laughs> you ask her, and she was like, well, I wasn't doing anything else at the time. Guys, who thinks, somebody says, because you asked her. Yep, she's going to say, you asked me. You asked me to marry me. I didn't ask you. So, guys, this is, they're like children. They're like, they're like grown children. Sometimes when they have these things, they blame. It's just always passing the buck. Pass that buck. Pass that buck. You guys got to watch that shit. It's a very much a trap. So anyway, shout out to MC Hamster says, Coach, read my super chats now. Can I pay you next week? Shout out to them payday, them payday, buy now, pay later <laughs> super chats. Last couple, C-Dub says, got to confess. I've used Kiarna for buy now, pay later, came in clutch when I was without home and jobless. Now I got a new job and I'm good. Got to be responsible with it and use it in a merchant says only for sure. All right. And yeah, you know, sometimes we're, we're all there and we're all down bad for sure. And last one for now, ancient man came in with the co-sponsorship. I'm he says, um, I was recently displaced from my apartment in Atlanta, and because it was a co-op, I paid into the corporation, and they had to pay me upwards to $32,000 to move. I love your channel so much here. He says, here is a piece. Keep saving men's lives. Shout out to you. Congratulations for coming up thirty-two grand. And in this time, that is great money. You can actually use that to make a good, great decision for you. Let's get into this. Is suing men the new divorce? We know divorce rates are kind of plummeting. Marital rates are plummeting. We've been reporting on that. Birth rates are plummeting. And um, despite the fact that the new year comes around and they say, look, the marriage rates went up. They're still down overwhelmingly. Okay. They went up from last year. They went up from the COVID year. They went up. They were already declining before COVID. And they went up slightly from the COVID year. Okay, so they're not up. They're up from last year. 
But we know people aren't marrying like that. So what they're doing is finding new ways to find men, hold men accountable, a.k.a. the transfer of wealth. We have three case studies here. Number one, The Rock Dwayne Johnson. Okay, we're going to go into The Rock the Rock Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Pause. Getting sued by some straggle-daggle. And she goes by Trenisha. Well, that's her name. Trenisha Biggers. She was a wrestler, a female wrestler named Raka Khan. Raka Khan. And she's a former TNA and World Wrestling Entertainment star. And she's seeking three billion dollars in a lawsuit that named multiple wrestlers including the rock sports stars businesses and even the fbi new 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 world order they going and grabbing everybody her complaint most of which is made up of those being sued alleges that uh, alleges those named work together in a conspiracy to kidnap her and her children Oh, some others named in a lawsuit are the state of Texas, the El Paso Child Protective Services, the Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, the police department, the New York Police Department, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, New York ACS, the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, Shirley Police Department, Sigma Phi Epsilon, Suffolk County, New York, Bank of America, Home Depot, and even the FBI. <laughs> oh my goodness there she is right there texas court records indicate that biggers let's talk about white people's favorite uh uh word to say chigger biggers all right anyway rhymes with chiggers all right but anyway triggers triggers they get so close don't they they'd be like she's a bigger she's a trigger She's a super chigger. <laughs> You'd be like, she's a liquor. She's a chigger. She's a big, big, bigger. They say everything but it. You like, you go, I'm going to catch your ass slipping. <laughs> they be in South talking about, ooh, them chiggers are getting me, them chiggers. Yeah, chiggers are out here today. Them chiggers are just out here. Give me a spray. These chiggers are wild. I'm like, I see you. I see you, man. All right. We still cool, but I'm going to catch your ass slipping. I'm going to catch your ass. All right. They be like, oh, I got to jam. My my trigger's jamming. My trigger. <laughs> right. They be like, ah, it's my trigger malfunction. I see your ass. Yeah, your trigger malfunction. Okay. All right. Let me stop. Mm. All right. What do we got here? Uh, Mrs. Bigger. <laughs> what was this Mrs. Bigger? Boy. Texas criminal court records indicate that Bigger still has a bench warrant out. What does she have a bench warrant out for right here? All right, for her after not appearing for a criminal trial in December 2022 in Tejas, where she was facing charges of interference with child custody and aggravated, aggravated kidnapping facilitating. All right, so it says right here, while the $3 billion lawsuit involving Durango Rock Johnson set stall for months, Court records show that Biggers paid the court fees in full, allowing the case to move forward. At the time of publications, none of the defendants listed in the complaint have been served. Okay. Trenisha Biggers is currently on the El Paso Police Department's wanted list 
and back in 2019 was placed on El Paso's most wanted fugitive list for child custody charges. Wow. All right. There's probably a little bit more of a detail there. All right. But I'm trying to figure out what The Rock had to do with it and several several people, um, several other people that were trying to steal her kids and she's charging mm. them up three billion dollars. Three billion dollars. What did The Rock have to do with it? Let's look up Chaka Rocka Khan. Let's look her up as a wrestler. Just just curious to what she looks like here. Oh, she's right up y'all Chigger's alleys. I mean, <laughs> she's right up y'all Trigger's alleys. Uh, y'all y'all gonna love this. This is her right here, Rocka Khan. Let's go ahead and scroll into the video here. There, there she is. Oh, she got some nice piece of chocolate there. There she is, Rocka Khan. Look at that. Straggle daggle. <laughs> that straggle daggle. There she is right there, y'all. All right. Mm. Man, that's crazy. Rocka Khan. I'm going to pass on that. She got all kind of crazy written all over her. But that's The Rock being sued out of nowhere. He was minding his own business. He probably tapped that ass, though. I don't know, allegedly. But this con artistry game with lawsuits has gotten out of control. We have a rapper named Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid is being sued by a woman. I'm going to try to read the article here. Here's Rich the Kid. I can't name any songs that he recorded. Rich the Kid slapped with a lawsuit over alleged $35,000 pregnancy hush money plot. Rich the Kid has been accused of trying to pay off a woman with hush money. So she wouldn't spill the beans about her alleged pregnancy by him. Court records and documents obtained by Radar Online on Friday revealed that an anonymous woman who filed under the name Jane Doe to protect her privacy made her claim in a Massachusetts court. It says right here, Jane Doe alleges that the plug walk rapper sexually assaulted her in January and prevented her from leaving the hotel room where the two were having non-consensual sex. Wow. Wow. So wait a minute. How did you get in the hotel room? Now, I'm going to I'm going to show you that she's kind of misleading you there. So she's already have a sexual assault, she has a non-consent and so forth and so on. But she kind of contradicts herself. It says right here according to the suit, Jane Doe then somehow managed to get free <laughs> somehow. And she and Rich the Kid allegedly went back to her home where they had more sex. By this time, according to the lawsuit, the sex was consensual. Y'all better catch up with CGA, man. It's getting, getting, getting kind of hectic out here. Wait a minute. What does that mean? I look. Wait, hold on. What that mean? So you were at the hotel. You didn't consent. He came back to your crib. You wrangled yourself free. You came back to your crib because she has ring doorbell evidence that he was at her house. That's why she had to say, because uh, she presented it as proof that they were having a relationship. All right. So that's why she had to say, I was back at my house and then I consented. The sex allegedly resulted in the pregnancy, which both Jane Doe and the rapper agreed to terminate. However, Jane Doe alleges while she and Rich the Kid agreed to a $35,000 settlement to keep quiet about the whole affair, he still owes her $25,000, which is why she brought the suit. 
Furthermore, she alleges that the money was paid to her so Rich the Kid's fiance, Tori Bricks, wouldn't find out about the outside baby. Mm. Bruh. So, bruh, wait a minute. So you knew he was engaged. You were out here being a homewrecker. You were at his hotel room. You claimed you were assaulted. Then you go to your house for a consensual sex because the consensual sex resulted in a pregnancy. So you said that one's inbounds. You agreed to terminate the pregnancy. You got him to give a financial payment or an agreement. He gave you $10,000. But what I'm assuming happened was she did not terminate the pregnancy. I'm assuming that she did not terminate the pregnancy. Therefore, he said, I'm not going to give you the rest of the money. This is just an assumption. So being that she kept the baby, she violated the agreement. Thus, you don't get the hush money. I'm, let me get to that. Before this news came to light, Rich the Kid and Tori Bricks appeared to be very much in love. Well, there goes that. Also, also it says right here on J. Okay, who cares about all that? They were at the George Clooney room. I don't even know who this dude is. All right, so I'm, let me see here. Rich returned to another video. Okay, I don't care about all that. Let's do this. Okay, they don't have all the details. I'm assuming that the woman was supposed to terminate the pregnancy. They both agreed to that. He gave her $10,000, and he probably said, I'll give you the rest after you get the termination. I'm assuming that she did not terminate. Thus, he realized he was in trouble. He was in trouble that if he gave her the money, based on her violating the agreement, it would be, a, it would be just money down for her to get child support into the future which that money wouldn't have count. That money wouldn't have counted. So then now she's suing him for hush money, which I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'll figure out. You guys made the agreement. She's also saying that there was sexual assault, so she's actually using that as an intimidator. How in the hell are you suing for hush money, though? I don't know. Is that legal? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. By the way, Paul George got this exact same situation, and we forever call Paul George being on the simpest side. This is exactly what happened to Paul George. All right, so if you don't know, Paul George is now wife, so we're not going to speak negative about someone's wife. We do have rules over here, so we can't talk about it. But Paul George is allegedly his wife got knocked up by Paul George, all right, in which Paul George allegedly told her to get rid of the baby and gave her what a million dollars, right? This is alleged. He said, okay, you got knocked up. I believe she was a for is a former dancer. And um, he knocked her up. He told her to get the termination and she didn't, she held on to the money and she kept the kid thus putting him on child support, which is double dipping. <laughs> uh, all men pay all men pay all men don't pay. All men pay. So then he decided to marry her, I believe, after the second child. So, you know, this is what Rich the Kid is up to right now. He's up to this situation where he's getting sued for this. Again, peace leave is getting out of control. You got $35,000 for two pieces of peace leave by Rich the Kid. You got Paul George with a million dollars. You got Doreen Rock Johnson for $3 billion. And got, this is this is what I'm saying here. So, uh, so people are saying Rich the Kid's fault. It is his fault. But what we have to understand is sometimes negotiating with women is you're negotiating in bad faith or she's negotiating in bad faith, right? If you're negotiating, okay, you got to do this and I'll give you the money. 
Never give him any money. Never trust that she's going to carry out her side of the bargain. This is why you be like, well, I'll get a prenup and I'll put my money in trust. You're actually trying to, all you're doing is just delaying the inevitable. You're going to get God at some particular point. You're going to get God uh, dealing with these people. These people are not to be negotiated with. Just go ahead and take your lump in your losses. And sometimes paying up front prevents all of this on the back end. Okay. Let's get to now the other highlight of this story. This gentleman that goes by John Singleton. John Singleton. Let me see if I can find the article here. For some reason, this is not the article. Let me see if I can go back. John Singleton. He is the director of Boys in the Hood. As you guys might know, John Singleton has died. Let me see here. Mother, child support. Let me see if I can find it. John Siegel has died in 2019. Sorry, 2019. But apparently, why is it this article not coming up? All right, 2019. Give me a second. I actually have the article misplaced here because people aren't reporting on it. Let me see if I can get as much of it as I can. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is according to... Um, this is according to rumor sites. <laughs> I'll just preface it. Mother of late director John Singleton, who basically is over his fortune. The mother has been placed over his fortune. She rejects a $1.4 million demand from his daughter and his ex. Oh, it gets worse. Rest in peace. John Singleton here. His original movie, Boys in the Hood with Ice Cube and a bunch of other cast of characters. Boris Chestnut and, and uh, Cuba Gooden Jr., this is John Singleton, if you don't know. But why is his daughter going after his money, you say? Well, they're going for back child support. The daughter is an adult. Guys, this shit is hectic. So they're going for back child support, but the daughter is over 20, I think 24 or 25. <laughs> Yo, the, even the daughter going in at that neck. Let's get to the story. The daughter is named Cleopatra Singleton. This is according to this source. I'm just reading, reading it. Yeah, they be out here in a bind. Your rent's due, motherfucker. This man is dead, by the way. Can I, can I announce that this man is dead? This man is not alive. He's unalive, guys. He's not even here no more. Oh, the humanity. Yes. He in the grave. He under the ground. Cleopatra Singleton is the daughter and her mother, Vestria Barlow, recently petitioned for a substantial payout from the estate of the late director, John Singleton. Cleopatra claims the court instructed her father to name her the beneficiary of a $1 million life insurance policy. The second claim was submitted by Cleopatra's mother, who is seeking $438,125 in back child support payments. Barlow and Singleton shared a daughter, Cleopatra, and a son named Misa. Masa, I don't even know what that is. So there's the mother suing for back child support, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, the humanity. Man, send it. We done. Back. Child support. How you gonna, ma'am? The father is dead. There is no more child support. There's no more. 
Like you can't get child support no more. He ain't alive. Yikes. Let's hear some more about this. According to RadarOnline.com, Singleton's mother, who goes by Sheila Ward, who oversees his estate, has informed the court that she has no plans to pay out Cleopatra and Vestivia, or Fist, whatever her name is, invoices. Vestria is her name, has formally rejected the petitions. This is, um, it says right here, however, the notice does not explain why the requests were not even considered. The court will not have to rule on this matter. All right, thank God. And it says the guy died of a stroke and he had a second stroke and he died there. But um, this is how sad we're getting. This is how down we're going. Where they're going after dead men's pockets. Not only is the mother going for dead in, dead men's pockets, your own daughter. Let me go ahead and look up the name, the ages of the daughter. Let me see here. Let me see what the age of the daughter is. Allegedly, the daughter's in her mid-20s. Okay. As far as I was remember as I was looking up the story. And uh, let's see here. I do have another story here. Go back, go back, go back. Okay, this is another story here published four days ago. Let's put it up. Why did that person come up? John Singleton's mom approaches court to stop paying his daughter's monthly allowance of $2,700. Man, legacy ninjas, take this L. It says right here, late director John Singleton's mother has reportedly raised an objection about his adult daughter's demand that he continues or that she continues paying and receiving $2,700 a month for school, despite claims that she graduated in 2021. Apparently, she graduated, but she still wants money for school. Says right here, the boys in the hood, director's mom, Sheila Ward, was given the responsibility of overseeing his estate after his death in 2019. Hey, this is something I've been telling you. This is the whole utility. Men are utilities. And so you will die. And many times, if you've done well in life, the fight for your money will happen after your death. People praying and praying for your downfall. People praying and praying to get their trust uh, passed and their business passed on to you, uh, to them. And then, and then if you pass a business on to your kid, there'll be a person that worked for your business. They think they'll have claim on the business and they'll be fighting and you'll be dead. Okay, you'll be dead. And they don't give a shit. They just trampling all over your grave. The late director's mother has reportedly, oh, wait a minute. I read that part. In a recent Report to the court, Ward revealed that after handling debts and selling off assets, Singleton's estate value is listed at $6 million, which would be evenly split, split between his children. But he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids with the seventh kid named Seven. Okay. <laughs> All right. The seventh kid is named Seven. Seven kids. However, she requested the court to terminate monthly payments to Cleopatra. This is why they're going for the back child support. All right. And so now she's not getting her $2,700 a month. And it says the court approved the payment in 2019 to support Singleton's daughter as a full-time student who did not have other sources of income. <laughs> what the I tell you, man, they be out here broke reaching Singleton shares Cleopatra with his former girlfriend, Mrs. or Ms. Barlow, who is also the mother of the other son. And uh, let's see here. It says uh, Ward 
revealed in the filing that Cleopatra graduated from Xavier University in Louisiana, May 2021, but continued receiving the payments. She has uh, received family allowance payments for nearly two years after her graduation, while at the same time receiving a sum of $244,453 from the sale of John's Miami property. Said in the court filing obtained by Radar, she also proposed that the allowance payments made to Cleopatra after the date of her graduation should be deducted from her final inheritance from the Singleton estate. So she, so the mother saying you owe money back because for the last year and a half to two years, you've been stealing from the estate. So you take the two, the two thousand dollars. That's twelve thousand, roughly, just quick math. Twenty four thousand dollars free money that you shouldn't have gotten, but the accountant slipped up. So not only are you going to take the twenty two hundred and forty four thou from the split of the property sale, you owe less. All right, so you you need to give us back roughly $30,000, okay? They're fighting that. So instead of, there's John Singleton, instead of her just writing the check back, guess what? They took her. They took him back for back child support. Did I get the math wrong? I just did quick math. All right, so they're going for back child support now. They're like, oh, you're going to take my money back? I want back child support. It says right here, the payments of the family's allowance was to assist her with the completion of her undergraduate degree, which she accomplished as the basis for Cleopatra's family uh, allowance payments no longer exist. The family allowance payments to her should be terminated by ex party order, which is an emergency order. All right. So they went in on an emergency order. What a waste of court's time. It says right here before Cleopatra, um, before Cleopatra Ward even rejected the demands from her mother, Barlow, of uh, unpaid child support. In 2022, Barlow filed a creditor's claim as part of the inheritance proceedings. Ay, ay, ay. Let me see. Is this the last part of the article? Barlow uh, revealed in court documents in 2021 that Singleton was ordered to pay $3,800 per month for each child until they were 18, but he stopped making the son's payment of child support in 2006. Okay, so there's the back child support right there. Okay, so he he paid the daughters, but he didn't pay the sons <laughs> portion of the child support. I tell you, they be they be keeping track. They keep track of these things. Now, so that takes it to 2006. So 13 years of back child support at $3,800. Do the math yourself. She noted that she was uh, meant to receive $213,000 for her son at the time of Singleton's death according to Radar Online. But there's a problem. There's a problem, <laughs> ma'am. There's just one problem. And you guys can look this up. Child support, once you die, that's the end of child support. Even the receiver. I don't know if you can go back into inheritances and trust accounts and shit. <laughs> like, I don't think you can do that. She further claimed that Singleton was due to pay $225,000 for Cleopatra because in 2006, he unilaterally reduced the monthly child support payment from $3,800 to $1,200. So he just, they're say, she, she's saying he just said, I'm paying you less. Actually, I have evidence that he went into court 
potentially on this one. She demanded $438,000 in total, but Ward refused to make any payments and in her court filing gave no reason for not entertaining her request. These bitches, they, they do not want to have to work at all. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am Let's sexy. take you to this right here because this was published in 2015 here that he actually did go to court and reduce the payments. Okay. I don't know. This is just gossip. A judge agrees to cut child support for John Singleton due to struggling, struggling finances. What the hell is that? What is struggling? John Singleton got the child support break he was gunning for when a judge ordered to half his monthly obligation for his teen daughter with actress, ex-wife, another woman. This is another woman, guys. Holy mackerel. This dude. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. Protect your seed. This dude got another. Oh, my goodness. Last week, L.A. family court judge whoever his name is, ruled that the boys in the hood director's child support for his daughter, 18-year-old daughter at that, would be reduced for t from 2100 or reduced to 2100 a month from 4000 I'm confused. I'm confused. He has an 18-year-old daughter, and he goes to court to reduce the child support. Why in the world? She 18, bro. She 18. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Siding with Singleton at, um, on his claim that he needed the cutback because he wasn't balling like he once was. By the way, I can now see why he decided he died. I can see why he died. Like, you know what I mean? He was like, forget this shit. He was like, I did all this work, these unappreciative ass people. But John, John, I'm going to have to call you out. This is what happens when you don't protect your seed. This shit right here, guys, this shit right here is why you need to protect your seed. Remember, I don't pay. And I say, you're going to pay, ninjas, out here going to bust nuts in these women. You're going to pay. All men pay. John Singleton says he now pulls in $14,000 a month, but has $24,000 in expenses including $8,000 mortgage for homes in Los Angeles and Miami. Singleton says he's responsible for his three other kids, and these were two of them were named in this suit. And uh, they reduced his payment, but he is, he is not off the hook yet. Singleton also has to pay, is this another woman? Uh, this is another woman, $68,000 and back tuition for the 18-year-old's daughter exclusive um, Arts Academy School in Michigan. <laughs> However, Singleton won't be responsible for the girl's school fees next year, according to court order, because she's an adult. So he owes $6,800 in back tuition. They be keeping receipts on your ass, my God. Singleton, and by the way, he needs to pay it. He can't pay it now. Singleton sued his ex earlier this year for a child support decrease, but she countered that. He stiffed her out of like $200,000 in tuition for their girl. The pair were married for less than a year in 1997. Less than a year. 
Let's what do I call that? Praying mantis. Praying mantis. She got the document, she got the kid, and she said, <laughs> and of course, I will be, I will say this. I'm not gonna talk bad about John Singleton. What I will say is he's not an attractive guy, right? He's not an attractive guy. And he probably struggled in the relationship department well before his his big breaks and his box office success. Then when he got the money, he didn't change his mindset. He just started busting raw in these women. And they targeted him, Apex Predators. They targeted him and they hit him with the old bait and switch, the old Apex, the old praying mantis and got his ass. They sent him right down the marriage wheel. They sent him right down the marriage aisle, married him. Pull the rug quickly, got the kid, got the investments, got the kids, and they pull back. Mm. Come on, man. This is a prime example of all the things I teach you to watch out for. Praying mantis's ass. Okay. It says right here. Let me see here. They divorced. Single Singleton divorced her so that she wouldn't be able to get a portion from his profits from the film Shaft. Mm. <laughs> The woman is well known for playing the character Nettie in The Color Purple. And now, okay, let's look that shit up. All right, let's see who the hell is Nettie in The Color Purple. All right, so we're going to pull up the first ex-wife. Nettie, Color Purple. We're going to pull her up. She play Oh, okay, her. All right, I get it. She was the kind of the sister. She was the sister to Whippy Goldberg's character. So this is the wife right here. Anybody see here? Let's see. This be the best one. She was Nettie in the color purple. So that's the one right there. She got his ass. All right. She was like this. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Got that baby out of you. Got that baby out of you, y'all. Crazy. Cold-blooded world out there, man. So look, here's the thing, guys. We're going to wrap it up on that one. We got two more segments. Stick around. Hit the like button. Uh, protect your seed. Protect your meat. Guys. You're in love, they're in business. You're in love, they're in business. It all comes down to business. Now, it's getting so weird that you're avoiding marriage, but they're going lawsuit. You're avoiding cohabitation, and they're going lawsuit. You're avoiding, um, um, you're, you're avoiding by paying directly or giving her discounts on rent. She says, you're making me do survival sex. You're putting babies in them and negotiating after the fact. What do I tell you about that? When the woman's pregnant, there's no negotiation. So if she claims she's pregnant, you can't negotiate child support. You can't negotiate what she needs to do with the pregnancy. You cannot negotiate how she should be quiet. She has all the rights to be able to expose you by impregnating her, get medical information. You have all the rights and needs to support her and be a part of that kid's life. And you can't just discard kids like back in the day, your grandfather just discarded the kid and the woman. This is why, this is why the child support laws are the way they are. Now we can say we're being screwed and we're paying the we're paying for the sins of our forefathers. But let's just be honest. There was a time where men was out here being reckless and just having kids all over the place, families all over the place. They would actually have a family and then when the woman got old, move on from that family and leave that woman high and dry and go start a new family. This is why child support is the way it is. And this is why they're aggressive. First of all, they're predatory against men. But second of all, they're trying to prevent you 
from doing that thing, being able to afford to pay for a new family and disregard the old family. So let's be honest. That's why child support, the laws were put into place because too many women were aging out and the guy would leave that woman and two kids and go to a secretary and start a whole new family and leave that family high and dry. In fact, in the Italian culture in America, in the mafioso La Costa Nostra, La Costa Nostra family, that was a violation. You could not do that. They would punish you if you left your wife and kids and went on to a new broad. Like that, even for criminals, that was against the rule. Even for gangster culture, you cannot do that. If your wife and kids were on welfare and you ditched them and you moved state and you went and got a new broad, they would not let, they would be like, nah. You go, you better go take care. Yeah, you do a Don Draper on your family. They'd be like, no, go take care of your damn kids and family. They don't allow that shit. So think about these things in context. Why the laws are the way they are. And it's literally because they don't want you to be able to afford to ditch one family or ditch one set of kids and women and then go over to another set and support them. And as a matter of fact, Brian McKnight is getting drugged right now for that very thing i wasn't going to talk about his story but brian mcknight the the um r&b singer is getting drug in the court of public opinion for doing that exact thing now sometimes what's not talked about is the woman keeps the kid away from the guy so now we're going hey there she's keeping it away from me and kept collecting child support and then i just started a new family but so forth and so on anyway yeah he started back at one Shout out to Brian McKnight. Yeah. All right. Um, Where we got here? We got PayPal. Thomas P, coach. He says, I know you called it. He says, I know you called it the dark side, but since I switched over, it's been nothing but sunshines and blue skies. That's why we play that music. He says, blessings to all the free agents. Shout out to the junior college. It's Liddy. Oh, man. There's a lot of people over there that's in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Uh, but be careful and protect yourself over there. Das Tokens doubles up. Das Tokens doubles up. Says Cinco de Mayo helped the Union defeat the Confederacy by keeping the French from reapplying to the South, resupplying the South in the Civil War. Let's get a history here. The Cinco de Mayo helped the Union defeat the Confederacy by keeping the French from resupplying the South in the Civil War. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, man, boy, history is deeper, deeper than, you know, even when you discuss a historical fact, it's even deeper than that. So I didn't know that. What if the, what if the Confederacy had won? What if they say you should get your reparations from the Confederacy money? Mm. <laughs> I'm just letting you, I just, I think of shit like that. What if they be like, well, we actually were the federal government here. The union was against that. We freed the slaves in order to punish the South. So we didn't want slavery up here. It was the Confederacy that it's the Confederacy that owes you money. <laughs> you got to take your money out of the Confederate dollar. God damn. They're going to be like, hey, you know what? They're going to be like, hey, we're going to give you we're going to give you all thirty five thousand dollars in reparation. Everybody gets a thirty five thousand dollar check, but you got to get it in Confederacy money. Oh, ninja, God dang. Hold up for a second. Wait, 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 wait. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Y'all going to be digging up Confederate bills. Y'all going to be all down south with all kind of shovels and shit. <laughs> like, 
Oh, man. Somebody said, what's the answer to child support for scam for men? Don't have kids in America. What do you want me to do? By the way, child support, you know, you guys got to do your due diligence. The other answer is avoid child support from sending you mail and serving you. Then sue child support <laughs> as uh, child support is illegal. Don't cooperate. Don't sign any papers. Don't talk to them motherfuckers. Don't take a phone call. I mean, there's a whole way, a bunch of ways, but take care of your damn kids. Have kids outside the country. Have a surrogate. Hey, when I give you these solutions, get a vasectomy. When I give you these solutions, y'all be like, I don't want to do that. Surrogacy? No, nah, I don't want to do a surrogacy. Why don't you want to do a surrogacy? You know what you really want, guys? You know what you really want? You want to fall in love with a woman. You want your nuts to boil and you want to inject in her kids and build a legacy. Okay. Now that's a massive gamble in the United States. And you want to do this as a poor man. You ain't got shit to your name. So much so that if you get a $300 child support order, you ninjas will be going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs right now. <laughs> Which is an indicator of you needing to stop having kids. How about this as a solution? Stop having kids when you broke. Now, many of our parents were broke when parents were broke when they had us. Those days are gone. It's just too risky. Stop having kids when you can't afford them. <laughs> right? That's solution number one. But you want to fall in love and do the whole romantic story and bust seeds up in her. And then you want to go out there and then her deliver your baby. And then you want to hold it up like it's the Lion King and shit. You want to hold us, you want to hold Simba up to the rising sun. You want to take them and then you have the, the 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 elephants and the giraffes bowing to you and shit with the future king and your kid going to be a future welfare king. That's all it is. That's all your kid going to be. All right. But you want to argue. If you want to run around here, what's the solution? Stop having kids. Number two. Number two. Surrogacy. Pay a woman. Legally contract her. That if she tries to run off with your kid, you can sue her, sue the pants off of her. She got to give up the kid. Pay her, pay an attorney, and make sure you pay her attorney. There's women that do this. They deliver babies for uh, other people. I want a wife, though. How am I going to raise the kid? I can't afford a surrogate coach. It's going to cost me $100,000 to do a surrogate. Think about it. If you can't afford it, don't have no kids. <laughs> Simple. Go to another country, have some kids. Take your ass to another country, have some kids. Leave their ass there, come back here, do the work, get your U.S. dollars. But coach, I want to see my kids all the time, every day. I want to take them to t-ball lessons. Well, have them play t-ball in the summer when your kids are somewhere in Cuba and you bring them over here for the summer. You can play all the t-ball and AU shit. Your kid's going to get cut from the team anyway, but that's neither here nor, nor there. All right, by the time they reach 10 years old, they're going to be cut. But anyway, take them over here all summer. Then take four trips over there to where you're going. Your kids are in Cuba. Go to Cuba or go to uh, Costa Rica. Go to Panama. Go to Dominican. Go to the Philippines. Go over there. Go over there four times a year for three weeks. Oh, you can't do it because you got a job? Well, you can't have no kids. First of all, first of all, first of all, how do you think you're going to keep see your kids every day in America when 50% of kids are in broken families? You ain't going to see your kids anyway. There's people that don't never see their kids. There's people that don't never see their kids and their kids live around the corner. And you got to beg some woman. You got to beg this woman right here to see your damn kid. All right? This woman right here. And when you see her kid, you be like, can I see my kids? This is what she look like. She extorts you for money. 
Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Look. But look, these ideas, when I give it to you, I don't want to do all that. It's going to take too much work and planning. Okay, take your ass to child support court. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Okay, if you're black, you, you're going to be in child support court. You're going to be in child support court. I mean, it's just a, it's damn near a slam dunk guarantee. There's the least, poly, it's, it's almost highly unlikely. It's almost highly unlikely you will raise your kids from zero to 17, complete, without any interference, court, divorce, child support, or anything. It's almost a financial, it's almost an impossible circumstance. Now, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm not saying that it does happen. But you do your own survey. Find 10 black fathers. <laughs> find, find 100 black fathers. And then line them up and go one by one tally in their ass. Take the tally pad. You raise your kids from zero to 17 and you didn't raise your kids from zero to 17 and just chink the boxes, chink the, chink the tallies up. Okay, sir. Chink. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> now, am I lying? I'm not lying. The statistics show you. I mean, it's out there. It's out there. It's what it is. So anyway, shout out to Das Token says, I'm rare. I use a firm to buy a $280 mini tank water heater. And you use $50 down and over 0%. Over five months, it's a no-brainer. Interesting, but I hardly use, hardly ever use these services. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, if you're smart. Or you can get a vasectomy, guys. I'm telling you, man. You guys got to really weigh this option. What you're depending on is luck. You're depending on, you're depending on what's possible. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, by the way, somebody just brought this up. I want to ask you this. If you had a kid, if you want to have children, I'm a, I always ask you this. This is why I do coaching. And I, I, I seriously ask this question. This is not for jokes. I ask you, okay, let's say you had a kid. Are you comfortable with another man raising that kid? Yeah. If you want to have a kid in America, are you comfortable having another man raise that kid? Because that is a possibility. It's a great possibility. Like it's an overwhelming. <laughs> that possibility is highly likely. Hold on for a second. Let me see here. Um, Where's my stat sheet? Let me see if I can find it if I kept it. Like, by the time your kid reaches 12, are you ready for a, a man to enter into your child's life that you do not know or don't have any, any control? You don't have any control over choosing who that man is. Like, the man is going to come out of nowhere. Pause. Are you comfortable with that? I don't even have to poll it. It's, I don't even want to poll it. Are you, if you're not comfortable with that, 
I'm just going to tell you, there's a highly likely that there's a chance that that's going to happen to you. What's good? What, what is your plan for when that happens? All right. You better have a plan because it could happen to you and it's highly likely going to happen, especially if, again, if you're a black family. Let me pull up the data here. Let me see here. Family married. Let me see here. I used to put up this chart. I don't, I'm, I'm sad that I don't have it up readily available to you because um, I used to use this chart greatly. Eh. Yeah, I can't find it. So we're on a, we don't want to delay the show. Somebody says, why is it likely to happen more on black families? Yeah, we have, we have less, we have less. Um, first of all, we have less intact families at the pregnancy, so they call them unmarried. Now, an unmarried family doesn't imply that their family isn't still together. The so it just it just says that they're not married. So you can still have an intact family that is not married. So they just never got legally married. But number one, that's number one. Number two, the data tells us black women get married later. They're also the least likely to get married, and they're also the most likely to get divorced. So their family intact is going to be very difficult. When you go to the South and into the Midwest and to the Northeast, there's cities with 70% of the children produced by black families are non-married or single parent household, single parent household, 70%. Okay. He was just saying that as a setup question, but 70% single mother household. So there you go right there. You just take those numbers, 70%. Highly likely another man's going to come into that house and be raising your kid. Sometimes you might get into a fight with that guy. Sometimes one guy might take the other guy out. It's tough. It's a tough one. So make that decision. When you want to have a kids with a woman, odds are you're not going to be a part. Just if, if you marry her, statistically, there's a great chance that you might divorce with before eight years, before eight years are up. Then when eight years are up, if there's a child produced, you're automatically doing split custody. That split custody be, could be minimal or maximal, could be supervised visit. It, it, it could be a variety of things. You just don't know. But that means you're not in that home anymore raising that kid directly. Then what? What if another? What if that woman marries another guy and your kid is 12? How do you feel about that? You better have a feeling about it before it happens. All right. Anyway, Newski says, so I have a baby on the way. Girlfriend wants to move in together. I support two parent households, but I also agree relationships make me feel like I'm in bondage. I like to feel free. I'll give it a shot, though. Try not to cheat or get caught. Wow. Not much faith, though. Any advice? Well, you know, you messed it up already. So you already know you're going to cheat. You're going to be trying like mad not to cheat. You already know you weak in the knees. You also know that you're going to feel like a caged lion once you get into the relationship. You knocked up a woman out of wedlock, which is not going to be good, and you're going to move her in. I don't think that's necessary. All right? I don't think it's necessary, but the best parent, the best parents, the best parental household or a two-parent household. So, um, yeah, you're all in bad shape right now. <laughs> you in bad shape. You in bad shape, man. For all intents and purposes, you do not want to do this, right? You don't, you don't want any parts of this, but here you are. You're going to take this bad deal, and you're going to pay for it 
Um, you're going to pay for it for about the next 30 years. Okay. I'm going to give you guys some quick math. For the next 30 years, this is going to be your situation. Gentlemen, what does that mean? You're 25 years old now. If you're, if you're that guy and you're 25 and you get in this situation, until you're 55, you're not going to be free of this until you're 55. You're not going to be free of this till you're age 55. I want you to think about this. And people are like, no, age 20. What do I tell you about the young generation of people? They're moving back with parents. They're not going to college. They don't have a plan. They're chilling. So we know that the majority of the kids, people that are 30 and below, they can't even, they're not even self-sufficient yet. You actually see John Singleton's daughter. She's still trying to steal money. Okay. She ain't trying to get no job. If you're 25 now, you're going to deal with this until you're 55. You're going to be some sort of support, child support, whatever it is, or whatever it is, marriage, moving in. This is a lifelong commitment. This is not something that takes lightly. I'm not telling you to not do it. I'm just saying, do not take this lightly. This is a 30-year journey. If you mess this up, highly likely you will not recover from this financially. All right, remember, First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Between the first quarter, years zero to 20, you can mess it up, right? You can, you can, you can do something, you're learning, you're dumb, you're a baby, you're a child, you're, you're not dependent or you're dependent on others. Zero to 20, that's the first quarter of your life. Second quarter is 21 to 40. That's the quarter right there where men ruin their lives and women. But men are held accountable. If you screw up the second quarter, you're going to spend your third quarter and maybe not even get to the fourth quarter trying to get out of that mess. Trying to get out of that freaking mess. If you can survive, like say for instance, you go through a situation between 21 and 40 and you can wriggle out of it and survive it and get to your third quarter, which is age 41 to 60. If you can recover, you're one of the few that did. But also, if you recover, then that third quarter is going to be easy breezy and you can get to the fourth quarter without stress. But let's go back to the first thing that I'm talking about. If you at 25 in the second quarter screw the pooch and you it affects you all the way into the end of the third quarter. Your fourth quarter going to be fucked up. John Singleton didn't even make it to the fourth quarter. He decided, you know what? Why didn't John Singleton make it to the fourth quarter? People are going to say he had a stroke. No, he he decided it was checkout time. He had everybody suing him, grabbing for money. He'd had two strokes. How did he have them? <laughs> strokes can be induced by some sort of uh, pain or trauma. Let me see what the strokes are. Strokes. How, uh, how can, well, let me see here. here is right here blood supplied uh blood supply to part of the brain is interrupted or reduced can stress let me see can stress people are gonna say no there's an unbreakable link between heart disease stroke and stress stress can cause the heart to work harder increase blood pressure and increase sugar and fat levels these things in turn can increase the risk of clots forming and travel traveling to the heart or brain causing a heart attack or stroke Dr. Dre went through the exact same thing. 
Okay. Now people are going to disconnect that. They're going to be like, well, that's not really. But one thing leads to another. One thing leads to another. So this ninja, uh, John Singleton, when did he die? What age was he when he died? He didn't get to the he didn't get to the fourth quarter. But guess what? He was getting sued left and right by women, multiple of them, and his own kids. He was like, I'm out. Ah, fuck all this. All right, so be careful. We got Daylay. He says, hey, brother coach, we all talked about the story of Jezebel and now the spirit of Jezebel lives within modern women today. But here's the most important part that we haven't discussed. Ahab. Ahab was a simp. Was Jezebel or who used Jezebel to uh, do great evils in the sight of the Lord? Here's the encouragement. Even though Ahab was blue-pilled and he got used by Jezebel, says God still forgave Ahab, but not Jezebel. In Kings, 1 Kings 21 and 29, when Ahab humbled himself, he says, so to you, I, I cannot read scriptures. So to you, my brothers, who had a wicked Jezebel wife or girlfriend, know that sometimes when you leave and when they leave and get eaten by dogs, streets counts. It's a uh, blessing and serve. All right, I don't, I can't read the rest of it. He says, the one who first loved you before you were born, which is the Lord. All right, there was a lot there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I struggle with them long-ass super chats, but I appreciate that. He's saying that the Lord forgives you for messing with them Jezebels. Deadly Ellie, he says, women have the tougher life because of limited life choices, either three or fourism or alone or barefoot and pregnant or miss out on your youth, right? Three or four and alone or barefoot and pregnant and miss out on their youth. One thing we have to understand is women do give up time, right? Time in their body is what they transact in marriages and relationships. If you want to boil it down to the simple science, relationships are basically you trade protection, support, resources for her time and her body. Her body's going to go through significant trauma, pain. It's going to get reformatted, going to be broken up. Her hips going to widen, right? Fat deposits, she's going to lose that time, meaning that um, the time that she's with you between 20 and 30, she can't get back. She can't even leverage that. We talk about hitting the wall. Well, we got to understand if they give up that time, if they give up that time and then we toss them back out there, they hit the wall. So they can't get another guy. They can. They can get a gump. But the likelihood that they get another guy slim to none, it's actually decreases. So if we use that up, we did take up their time. However, however, that time is supposed to be used wisely by her. She's not supposed to be out here being a Jezebel, right? She's supposed to use that time and productivity to raise good ki kids. Because they relate to kids better than we relate to kids. They keep putting it on us. We can raise them. No, listen, you two are more alike than me and that kid. I'm, I'm a little bit more. I can't talk to kids and baby talk. I can't talk to kids and baby talk. I don't understand emotions like you do. My body doesn't react to children like your body does. Okay. So, and not only that, mentally, y'all are both on the same level. Mm. Mentally, y'all both on the same level. So, like, y'all not too far apart. Or let's just say mo emotionally. <laughs> y'all like one in the same, you know what I mean? So you can kind of relate to each other telepathically telekinesis so <laughs> so 
you're in charge of this person right here. And as they grow, you can actually experience each other's life and be on one accord. So y'all belong together. You know what I mean? Nature is so y'all. Y'all belong together. So anyway, where are we at? Kaylin says, coach, what happened to the phrase lady in the streets and freaks in the sheets? Today's women don't even want to follow that anymore. Well, they don't. Guys, we, yeah. Hey, guys, historically, let's just get something straight historically. <laughs> Everything, and this is how women have a great argument. Again, I'm not against some of the things that they say. When they say women have been oppressed, it's somewhat true, okay? Black folks are listening in. Okay, I'm going to see where your contradiction are. Women have been oppressed, yes. Women have been held back, yes. There's a reason why, but what we've been told of women and what they really are are two different things. I'm going to prove the case. I'm going to prove it. Watch this. Watch this. Hang with me here. You guys know I'm going to bring it on home. Hang with me. When you believe that women have been using virtue to get through and sexual virtue, this idea of sexual virtue, sexual virtue is supposed to indicate that women naturally do not want multiple partners. They do not want to cheat on their partners. When history has revealed the direct opposite. So a woman will say, I would never cheat on my guy. And we're supposed to be like, oh, you're a good woman. <laughs> right? You're what women are supposed to be. When history has proven the opposite. That they are more likely to be promiscuous. They are more likely a great risk to your whole society if there's rampant promiscuity. Like your society is going to crumble if there's rampant promiscuity, like uh, ensuring that your kid is delivered and it is your kid, not another man's kid, would destroy civilizations. It would destroy families and communities. In fact, men and churches, the clergy, governments have gone to great lengths to make sure that women are not promiscuous. Thus, the oppression Olympics. Chastity belts. <laughs> Chastity belts on his basis. You think women came up with that shit? No. That was what men came up with that. Why would you need a chastity belt? Why would you need one? I'm going to ask you. Why would you need one? Because they wanted to be out there in these streets. In these streets? <laughs> they wanted it. You're trying to prevent them from doing something that they want. So in essence, they're not naturally virtuously virginous. Not only that, they're probably prone to do something that's going to set you back economically. Like they could get have a unwedlock. They could have a pregnancy out of wedlock, a.k.a. making you make an honest woman of the woman. You had to make an honest woman of her, meaning that, oh, you impregnated my daughter by having a rump in the hay. You're not going to damage the reputation of our family and our community. Marry her, make an honest woman of her. That's opposite of virtue. You actually have the whole Bible telling stories, trying to guilt women into virtue, a.k.a. oppression. Not only that, there's even more. I got more. I got more. Society itself has developed a system of languages and terms that mostly women use against other women to keep women in check from being promiscuous. Okay? Okay. Mostly men have used these terms, but it is the women who view social pressures and judgment to judge women's sexual behavior. Not because they were, it was just one that went off the rails. It was multiple of them. 
the scarlet letter. Scarlet letter. A woman has an affair. Tie that little A to your thing. Scarlet letter. The Salem witch trials, which was nothing but a promiscuity trial. Okay. Whores gone wild, if you will. Okay. That's an example of it. Women calling other women whores and loose and all of that. Women call each other sluts, right? That's a social dynamic that was created to keep women's sexual behavior in check. Calling her fast. You could go to a church, a Pentecostal church, a Kojic church. It isn't the men calling the women fast. The women would be like, that girl, that little fast-ass girl. Women dressing, like, like say for instance, uh, all the women are dressed modestly. And then a girl comes in dressing half nude. The women are going to put that shit in check before the men. Why? Because that woman could throw off the entire balance of their community, church, school, and so forth. The women will try to keep that shit in check. And that's how it used to be, but not anymore. Those women were worried about their men and their access to men and their husbands and their boyfriends going astray. So what did they do? They didn't check the husbands. They checked the women. See, these are all things that then when you understand when a woman fights it and say, well, we don't want to be judged for dressing like this. We don't want to be judged for our behaviors. We don't want to be judged for our body counts. That's them taking that oppression away. We don't want to we don't want to have to conform to society's expectations of how I present myself. I want to dress the way I want to dress without you opening your mouth about it. We don't the older women, the elders don't the elder women don't check the younger women, they join them. You open up the, you relieve the impression. So now you have what is chaos. And as a result, we have less of a community. We have less people in churches. We have less people cooperating, less educated. You have more death and destruction. You have people suing each other for uh, hush money pregnancies. You have uh, early terminations of pregnancies, rampant. Everything's gone. So you've eventually, yes, we relieve that oppression. We relieve that judgment. But guess what? Society is decaying, and this is one of the reasons. I'm telling you. People knew this for a long time. This is why they kept the oppression on top. That's why they stayed on their necks. That's why they didn't let them, oh, don't leave the house. It was for a reason, because that reason is you allow them to do it openly without any accountability. Society crumbles quickly. Quickly. I'm telling y'all this. You can disagree with it, but you can have at it. You can have my ass to kiss, too. I really don't care. But this is why there were social constraints in place. Because that's the oppression that they don't want. Remember, empowerment doesn't imply virtuosity. It doesn't imply that the women are good. Like, right? Empowerment just means they get to decide on their own as opposed to other people deciding for them. That's empowerment. Doesn't mean it's positive. We got it all wrong. Oppression doesn't mean it was bad or good. There could be good reasons to have these rules in, in, in place. But the bad part of it is they're like, well, we want to do what we want to do. Okay, you do what you want to do. And then society is burning. <laughs> right? Everything affects the next. So the oppression probably was seen as a necessary evil to keep structure and prevent chaos. Now we don't have the oppression. They're free to do what they want. Now there's chaos, but also there's lack of accountability. They, them saying, this has nothing to do with the chaos in the world. Okay. 
So rampant single parenthood, rampant affairs. You can't punish people for having affairs. Um, losing, losing status in your society, being judged. Only God can judge me. Okay, this is what you got, guys. <laughs> right? You no longer have the oppression, but you got chaos. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, guys. Now, look, man, women have been oppressed, yes. But, again, there was a reason for it, and we've, we've actually just dropped 5,000 years of civilization and rules and guidelines for them to not be oppressed. And then this is our result. Have at it, though. Shout out to my man, Henry Woodrow Wilson says, great content. Appreciate you. Let me see if I can catch up. I think I have Benmo love, and uh, we'll get to the part of the show here. Uh, we got, uh, did I get, yes, I get, uh, I got uh, no government name, says Coach. I saw a post that said, if your husband says that if you will not have sex with him, Uh, he will get it somewhere else. Or if he's trying to convince you to have sex with him, then it's grape. Send the asteroid. Guys, guys, this is the mindset that we had rules and guidelines for. So, again, ladies, if I think if you guys, if women want to be married and they still want to hold on to the decision making process of when they satisfy their husband. I'm going to tell you guys, do not marry them. This is crazy. I mean, it's do not marry them. I don't want you to guys get into a situation. There's going to be situations where in your marriage, your your wife is not going to want to please you, if you will. Which is weird because that's what she signed up for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like from my perspective, you signed up for this. This was your responsibility. This is what monogamy means, meaning you're my only person that's going to be able to provide pleasure to me then when you back out of it and say well i'll give it to you when i'm good and ready well that's your priority that's your prerogative but that's not what monogamy means right to be able to use his sexual energy against him many times tease him or manipulate him with it it's evil on its face okay you're not in the mood so i'm polyamorous now or i'm divorcing you if you're going to use that as a controlling mechanism, by the way, if ladies are here, I don't care if you agree with me, but on this point, the guy actually made a great commitment for you to be the sole purveyor of fornication for him, if you will, for censorship purposes. He made a great commitment. He put his life on the line, his future earnings. He put his current earnings. He put the fact that you're the only person you're going to deliver that's going to deliver his children. He made a social contract, a government contract. He made a contract with just about everybody, with his church, his community. And now he still has to work for it. He still has to work for it. It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. And she's so stupid as a person as to not be able to provide anything of value other than that availability of sex that she keeps leveraging it. This is why if somebody says, what does she bring to the table? And you say her sex. No, because then she has nothing else to leverage it again, meaning she's not going to be a better person. She's not going to make you better. She has to be able to leverage something else other than sex. But sometimes they don't know how to translate that from being single to being married. See, when you're single, you can leverage sex. 
I think when you're married, you cannot. You should not. There should be something else you can leverage, but not sex. In fact, let's take it to the man's position. If he was single and you was he was leveraging money and finances in his stability and his protection, then when you got married, he removed it. He says, I'll protect you when I want to protect you. I'll pay the bills when I want to pay the bills. I'll, I'll provide when I want to provide. You don't get to dictate that no more. I'll pay the rent when I want to pay the rent. I'll protect if somebody runs in the house, I don't want to protect you today. If he, in fact, leveraged his financial position against you, which many times they do, that can't happen. If he does that, that's not fair either. That's a violation of the community agreement called marriage. But, you know, guys, you're you're going to get a you're going to get a wife. You're going to marry her. She's going to cut the sex picket off. She's going to give you pity sex. Married men can confirm. Pity sex is very common in marriage. Duty sex is very common in marriage. Withholding sex is very common in marriage. To the point that they will say the, the average amount of time um, a couple will have intercourse in a marriage is six to eight times a month. And that is the beginning of the marriage. Six to eight times a month. Now, if you knew this and you just did the math, two of those times, she didn't even want to do it. You had to tap her on the shoulder. You had to get her engaged. Mm, take me out. Take me out on a date. Oh, okay, all right. You just want to have sex with me and then be done. You didn't get anything. I want a new purse. I want some high heels. She basically bartered and sold her sex to you. Well, we better go on a trip next time. Right. As you get to the five to 10 year mark, you might have sex four times a month. Now, if you knew that going in, <laughs> if you knew that going in, would you get married? She made you pay a great portion of money to get access to her. Many times she just lied there. Many times she was not even feeling it. She's uh, just going to take me. Mm -hmm. She just lied there. Sometimes she'll tell you to hurry up. Sometimes she didn't even prepare for it, meaning that when you opened that access, it smelled like the funk of 40,000 years. She didn't dress up for it. She didn't put a powder on her face, no mascara, no eyeliner. She didn't do her hair, nothing. She just took her clothes off like this. All right, come on. Let you hit it. Soon as you finished up, you rolled on the bed. She got up out the bed, stumped to the bathroom, cleaned herself off. Boom, right out the door. She out the bathroom. She out the bedroom door and you and she looking at you like this before she went out the bedroom. <laughs> disgusted. She disgusted. <sighs> now. If anybody. Says I'm lying. Okay, hold on for a second. I always do mess it up. If anybody who's been married has experienced that, let them know. Car this is why we say Carl's Jr. star. She, she didn't even look at you. She just had her neck over like this, like a prostitute, like this. And let you push and shove. 
Her head was like this. She didn't kiss you, no nothing. No kiss, no nothing. Like a prostitute. This is what prostitutes do when you pick her up from the street. She, you, she lays on the bed. She turns her head like that, and she lets you do your business and relieve yourself, finish. And your wife will do the exact same thing. You're going to be shocked. <laughs> you're going to be shocked. You're going to be like, wow. But you go ahead and take it, and you'll say what? And you'll say what? What do married men say when their wife gives them access? I want you to listen to this, young men. I'm not trying to make this feel bad, make you feel bad. What do married men say when their wives give them access? I want you to think about this. I want you to think. This is this is when you know it's sad. No, not thank you. Let me see. He says happy wife. Nope, nope. Ah, Sean, Sean M got it. Boy, Igbo be on it. You, he's right every time. He says, I got lucky. This is what married men say in their own home. I got lucky. Or they might say, um, they'll do a good deed and their wives will pat them on the head. And what does he say? Oh, I earned some points with my wife. <laughs> you earned some points. You earned you earned sexual points with your wife. You got lucky with your wife. I want you to think about that shit. See, I break this shit down so you can understand it. I don't want you to be mad or angry, but I'm telling you, you're going to find this. Dude, that's like paying a prostitute. You're on a reward cookie system. She'll even say it. Mm, I think I, I think I might give you that cookie tonight. You earned a little bit of cookie. Mm, I'll give you some tonight. Oh, I think I'll give you a little bit of this cookie. I'll give you your reward. I'll give you your reward tonight. You want your reward? Bruh. It's like a prostitute. Hmm? Prove me wrong, man. <laughs> prove me wrong. You got to prove me wrong. And by the way, monetize your hate. Don't be waiting to make a little video and cut my shit up. And then you want to dice my shit up and then make a video so you can make your rent payment this month. Come up here now and prove me wrong. <laughs> Everything I'm saying is what dudes do in their marriage all the time. Somebody says 11 years married happily. However, coach is 100% right. I'm red pill. He's speaking facts. He says, I got friends suffering right now. So that's why Igbo is, I think I'm pronouncing your name right. He knows he's on point every time when I ask a question. Shout out to last one. Macaroni told me the government has seized. Macaroni Tony says the government has seized over a quarter million dollars in crypto through the Web3 criminal case, similar to how they seized drug money in the 80s and 90s. Different, medium, same game. So they're preparing you for that, too. Uh, brace yourselves. We're going into the next part of the show. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. We got. When you find out. <laughs> who wrote these things here? Let me see here. Let me take this down. When you find out how much money you save by being single. All right, let's take you to it. Third part of the show, which is the fourth part of today. Check out this right here. This is a gentleman sharing one thing that I've been telling you about, about the free agent lifestyle. Okay, check this out. A little meme. When you become single again and your bill goes from $80 back to $10.67. Check them out. Check them out. 
there he is. <laughs> yeah, our time caller. <laughs> all right, and so this goes in the category of all men pay, right? And this tax is always underrated. This is the pay tax that I talk about. And so you would normally go to somewhere, you would get a lemonade, an iced tea, and you will get a simple two for 20. And if you went by yourself, that bill will be 10, 15, or 20 dollars. Without a without an alcoholic drink. If you go with a girl, if you go with your fiance, if you go with your date, if you go with a prostitute, a junior college, if you go with your wife, that bill is 80, 115, 120 dollars. And you had the same meal. You had the same meal, but you got the enjoyment of trading your time for money. And this is when you're, I don't pay. Guys, this is a tax that adds up that when you go single or monk mode, when you, first of all, when you go monk mode, you realize this tax that you've been paying. You be like, yo, you go out to dinner by yourself. First time you go monk mode, you get the bill. You expecting to see 80 bucks, 115 bucks. You fool. Your tummy is full. You ordered a dessert and a nice tea. You open a bill and it's 20 bucks. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Every time I've come here, I've left and it's been 80 to 100 bucks. Every time. She's ordered three drinks, two drinks, a beer, a mimosa. <laughs> She's ordered a margarita. She ordered the most expensive shit off the menu. And her bill alone is 80% of the bill. You, by yourself, this is where I tell you, when you go single or monk mode, when you go monk mode, this is the biggest thing you're going to see first. It's going to start adding up fast. It's going to start piling up. Then you're going to go to the grocery store. You're going to need five items as opposed to 50. Most of the items that you're getting is mostly for her or for at her convenience. Your bill going to go down. It's going to collapse. Gas bill going to collapse. Gas for your vehicle. All of a sudden, you're saving money not buying crispy Jordans and a whole nice outfit. This is a necessary step for men. This is when dudes say tricking and all of this stuff. I'm like, this is tricking. and You don't realize it. Money's just slipping out of your out of your hand. And you count it as a regular cost of dating and socializing. However, what you're not counting is if you stopped it for three weeks, a month, two five, six, a year. People are going to laugh at you, but everything's going to go down. Your heat bill, your air conditioning bill is going to go down. You can delete cable. I actually didn't have cable for five years because I wasn't worried about no wife or no woman or no kids and cable and all that shit. I didn't have cable for five years and that included two, two years of me when I started YouTube. The first two years that I was doing YouTube, I had no cable. Okay. So I was I was deleting everything. I cut it all the way back. I didn't need it. All right. I didn't need it. And then the Raiders had a good football season. And then I decided to get cable. Right. So I was like, so that helped that the Raiders sucked. But then they had that good year. I think it was 2016 or something. It was one of those years. I think it was 2016. I was like, I better get cable. Then I had to cut it again. When they start sucking again. But guys, this is what we have to understand. This right here is going to be the first realization that you that monk mode and being single has a financial advantage tied to it. And this money 
is what you can put to apply towards what you need. If you're struggling and you're paying this money or you're mid average, you're making decent money and you're paying this money. It's not just one day. It's every day. It's not just one day. It's every day. Every day you go through your relationship, dating, running game. Guys, running game, you're paying. I'm going to just tell you. I'm going to just tell you. First of all, when you met the girls, what were you doing? Oh, you met her at a party, a bar, a nightclub, places where you think will advantage you to meet women, traveling. Okay, just the fact that you were out doing something, you paid to go to that venue, concerts. Like you paid just to be in the building. Not only that, your clothes, everything, that is a cost. That's a cost to it. And no matter how you split it, then the time, opportunity time, opportunity cost. So there's a big, big payment. Once you stop doing it just for a little while, all, yep, the gas to get to the venue. Because you know y'all ninjas went in four people to one car and you asked everybody for gas money. You asked everybody for gas money. Hey, man, you owe me $10 for gas. Put some, put some, put some cash on the petrol. So you ask for them ninjas to, to pay for your gas and your Ubers and all of that shit. There's a cost. Once you stop and then look at the cost savings, you're, you, you won't turn back. You'll look at it completely different. And so this guy actually experienced that. And I want you guys to experience that. Then give me your assessment of I don't pay. <laughs> and don't go to a nice restaurant don't go to a nice restaurant you go to Fleming's or Mastro's or Ruth's Chris or any of these restaurants and you go by yourself you can leave there eating a filet mignon one alcoholic drink and it'll be a hundred bucks with tip <laughs> If you take a woman there, that bill is 200 plus, 200, 250 easily. Three drinks for her, one drink for yo ass. Two dinners, she got surf and turf, crab legs. She didn't get the she didn't get the shrimp scampi, ninja. She didn't get the shrimp scampi. You leaving out of here 200, I've seen bills 300, 350. If she got the lobsters, king crab and all of that shit. 350. Easily. That's just for the dinner ninjas. Yep. The bottles, the, the, the three glasses of wine, the dessert. 350. You go in there by yourself, 100 bucks. Okay. And don't, don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. I tell you, go to these things without women first. Then go, because normally guys don't do that. You guys don't entertain yourself and go to these fine places by yourself. You're going to think you're awkward. Go by yourself. You can eat at the bar, have you a drink, be out of there with a hundred bucks or less. Okay. You go with a woman, you go with a date, it's gonna be 300, 350. Okay. Plus the valet and so far. And you be lucky. And then when you get her to the crib, you know what's gonna happen. Ladies, I'm gonna tell you something. This is for you now. You know what's gonna happen. You're gonna do all that shit. What do you wanna do? She's gonna ask you, come back to the crib. You wanna get your points that you paid for. 
You got to get your sex that you just paid for because that's what you feel. You're going to feel like you need to get some sex. Why? You just paid $350. So you paid. Now, let me just tell you something. If she went home after you paid $350, what are you going to feel like? You're going to feel dumb, right? You're going to feel dumb. But you're also going to tell me you don't pay for sex. <laughs> you're going to feel dumb. So how, how are you not paying? You feel like I, I should be able to get this. If she says thank you and walks the other direction, goes back in her car and drive off home, you're going to feel some sort of way, right? You're going to feel scammed. But watch this. You're going to get her home. You're going to get her in the bed. And she's going to say what? Let's see if you got it. Yep. Superman got it. I did forget to tell you that I am on my period. And I'm going to ask you again. What are you going to think then? You got scammed. Why? Because you paid. Again, all men pay. You're going to feel like, what, what? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And she's going to say, what do I need to tell you for? I thought you were going to take me out to do a nice thing. And you're going to be like, you should have told me that I was paying. Uh, you should have told me that you was on your period before I took you out. Why? Because you paid. Because you paid and didn't get what you wanted. And now she's on her period. And now guess what? Boop. You're going to feel like you boo-boo the fool. You just put 350 down, they got nothing. You're gonna be mad that you wasted your time. Hmm. Mm. But you didn't pay, right? See, these are all the things I keep pointing to y'all just so y'all can figure out. Because you ain't gonna take a woman out for 350 and not expect her to come back to the crib. And if she came back to the crib and then pulled the oh, I'm on my period, maybe next week you feel like boo-boo the fool. You'd be like, I wouldn't have taken you out then. But you can't say that. All right, but it is, it is what it is. All right, uh, let me see here. Where are we at? Two hour, we at the three-hour mark. So, look, we're going to save the rest of this show for tonight. Um, we're going to save the rest of the show for tonight. We got great parts of this show. It's three hours. We ain't going longer than that today. And um, let me do the super chats, and then we'll be up out of here. Thank you for the show. Hey, hit the like button. We're going to do all the super chats. Shout out to Stony Montana. Says, Witchcraft and Devil's Workshop are big in Vegas. Indeed. All right. Joe Jones says, wife said, I took her youth, so if we split, she deserves half. Think about it. Mm. We'll go on. The show's going on, but I'm, I'm not going to share any more stories because it'll be a five-hour show. So wife said, I took her youth, so if we split, she deserves half. What is that called? Paying for it. That's called paying for it. Indeed, you're paying after the fact. So if she says you, she deserves a payment for the time she and access to her body that she gave you, what is that called? Prostitution. Mm. <laughs> Hold up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. If she says that, she demands alimony. She demands support. Why? Why, do, why should I support you? Well, I took myself on the marketplace. I married you. I gave you two kids. What is that called? Shout out to Cesar V says, Coach, have you covered the abuse will? Or would you cover it and its fallacies? Yes, I should cover these many, many abuses that they have come up with just to label men. Uh, guys, you have no wiggle room anymore. Masculine frame ain't going to work anymore. Keeping your woman in check anymore. Financial abuse can be seen as uh, you're married to your wife, but you only have one car. That could be financial abuse. Do you understand? Now, you might be saying, I'm going to make sure my wife don't leave the house and go cheat on me. I'm going to take the car, leave her ass at home, and then when she want to borrow the car, I'm going to make her jump through all the hoops and hurdles like Steven Crowder did. 
That's called financial abuse, Ninja. Mm. Women are going to side with the woman on that. They're going to be like, well, why did he do? Why didn't he give a why didn't he have a second car? Yeah, be, guys, they, they got that shit to the point where they got the I call it I call it circling the wagons. Somebody says, nah, that ain't going to work. Yeah, it shit. Just wa watch. Just watch. But that's the thing that you would put into place as to prevent your wife from doing something that she's not supposed to do, right? So you're going to put that in order. Oh, we're going to share a car. So that I'm at work away with, with, with the car. You can't get around, but but we buy Uber and shit like that, right? But they're going to flip it back on you. And these things are incredibly vague incredibly vague like for instance financial abuse can also say you ask your woman for receipts on everything she purchases that can constitute financial abuse on from women's side so say for instance she has access to the bank account and uh or a bank account you don't you don't you might not trust her she goes and spends on amazon or she she goes to the mall, she comes back with bags, and you be like, let me see the receipts of this shit. Every time she goes, every time she goes shopping, you take the receipts. Let me see your receipts. And you look, what is all this shit? If you do that enough, she's gonna say financial abuse. Watch, guys. Ladies, are you here? Why are the women so quiet during my streams? I know you're here, <laughs> right? Where y'all at when I'm talking? I don't see y'all, No, not even haters, not even agreeers. Where are y'all at? <laughs> Why y'all be so quiet? I know y'all watching. I know there's at least 20 of them here. Where the fuck y'all at when I be talking? You know why they don't say nothing? There's nothing they can say. I'm the most thorough in this game breaking this shit down. I go on other people's sh channels and the women be jumping in there hitting somebody with some bullshit, hitting you out of left field, arguing they points. They can't say nothing on my show. Nothing. They know I got them. They know I know the game. Look, I want you to pay clear attention to this. They don't hit me up with one of these, not one. Where y'all at? They be quiet. <laughs> There's nothing they could do. My show is too structured. Somebody says, I am not getting in it with you. See, they know, man. Hey, this is why they call me the Kanga Kangs over here. Shout out to you, sister. They know. They're, dude, they saw me fold up Hafiz like a cheap suit, and they sitting there like. <laughs> Even dudes won't come over here. He said, we just salty. She said, we just salty. I'm telling y'all, there's nothing they can say about what I'm teaching you. I want you to take note. Go to another person's channel and watch how the women treat them. They be in there tearing their ass up. When I'm talking, they just be sitting here salty, just be looking at me. <laughs> there ain't shit they can say. They're, I never see them in the comment section. Nothing. I know they're here. Somebody says, no words. It's all true. That's from a woman. Guys, she said, no words. It's all true. They just be here. Randy K says, I'm preparing for dinner later. I missed it, coach. All right. Ladies in here just be taking those like, God damn, this ninja thorough. <laughs> yep. Oh, they looking at me like this. They watching the show like this. Looking at my ass like. This why we uh the Kanga Kangs over here. This my when I'm telling you, gentlemen, 
if you want to learn from the ladies, CGA is undefeated. There's nothing they can say. I got I got the game and I'm telling it to you. And then they could either they can either say this, you're gay, you you're salami little, who hurt you? You get no hoes. All right. Yo mama black. None of that works over here. They'll try a guy will try that. None of that works over here. This is what we do. All right. There's the truth in this is the silence of the women that watch my show. The truth in this is the silence of the women. I don't hear nothing from them. All right. Daniel McGee says, just pay, move on and live the free agent lifestyle. I can't blame you. Nick N says getting married nowadays is like playing Russian roulette with a six barrel gun loaded with five bullets. He says, go on and pull the trigger. And and that's you. Shout out to you. Uh, Sniggle and Straggle Theater says I recently got back in touch with my middle daughter. If I get her, uh, it will be at an Airbnb and she gets no info on me. <laughs> he says it's a battle until it's a battle until it's over. Right. And it's never over if your children are underage, even if your children are now in their 20s, they're taking fathers back to court to sue them. Sad shit. Pro man says, now I see how Cleopatra, the Greek woman, destroyed an empire over 5,000 years ago. Women rule. Yeah. Yep. It Just that easily. I mean, it was Cleopatra involved with these men, came into the Roman society, tore it all, flipped it upside down. One woman, one piece of ass. And it must have been a good one, too. All right. Because she showed up and had the whole Rome stinking. All right. Shout out to Agent Machine says, how are men protected from financial abuse in Nevada? Uh, they have trick roll laws. They make prostitution keep their commitments and not wives. Mm, interesting. I don't even know about that. I got to check that out. But wives do not have to. You cannot take your wife to court if she stops having sex with you. In fact, if she stops having sex with you and you cheat on her, you get penalized. The game is ugly. But if, it, if you pay a girl to lay down and uh, put her back to the bed sheets, she must fulfill the <laughs> the commitment. Then we got Eric N says, listen to CGA, put out that knowledge. I think I covered that. William says, Memphis in the house, coach. Shout out to Memphis. All right. Indiana Pacer, Dale says, for the game of 304 trivia. Indeed. You guys know the answers now. Craig says, all facts. Took wife to Eddie V's check was $200. And he says, I did get some neck, by the way. Love the show. At least she got some neck. But you paid for it. You paid for it. And she probably was a little bit tipsy. And uh, she was liking to drop that neck at that particular time. Uh, wives love wine because it um, loosens the inhibitions. If you give your wife wine, you might get better chance of fornication. <laughs> OB Trice says, Coach, the ladies are just here for the jokes. They just here for the jokes and my chocolate skin. Also, ladies are here to do this. To wrap you in my warm embrace. Yes, indeed. Miles says, shout out to the coach gang. Coach, I have a prediction about when America will fall. America is clearly declining with all the, the bad financial positions we are making along with how divided we are in our eternal affairs and beliefs. Mix that with us being outmaneuvered globally i predict america will accelerate in its decline when gen x expires gen x is the last line of defense send it all right send it and uh yeah we got time we got time if uh if, if mexico goes brexit i mean not brexit if mexico goes breaks we're in trouble
we're in trouble because that's a very, very big economic chess piece being moved there. Also, World War II veterans were the last horizon. They were the last barrier. So World War II veterans were the last barrier of defense for the republic or, if you will, the democracy of America. Okay, If they would have tried, if, if where we are today stood where World War II veterans being 80, nothing will ever have moved. We would have never been in the place. However, most of the people, those people are dying off and almost all of them are dead. Many of them are in their late 90s into their 100s if they're still alive. Sometimes they're late 80s. Who we have defending America, the boomers, highly likely draft dodgers, protesters of early wars in Vietnam and so forth and so on. The Generation X draft dodgers. Okay, the Generation Xers who gang banged but couldn't go to the military to defend. We had a great infiltration of the military industrial complex by agendas which you can clearly see now, which was not so evident in before. And it was highly challenged by women first. Remember the woman who's old enough to remember the woman that went, wanted to go to Holy Cross. Was it Holy Cross? I think it was a woman back in the, when I was a young uh, teenager or in early twenties, there was a woman that wanted to go to a military school. I don't think it was Holy Cross. It was something like that. Well, what happened was she fought to get in. <laughs> she fought to get in. And it was a big story. And it was like, they need to let her in. Dude, she looked like, was it Vigilum? Was it VMI? She looked like she had no business in the military. Oh, it was the Citadel. It was the Citadel. I think it was the Citadel. She looked like she had no business. She got in. And what do you think happened? What do you think? I'll leave it to you guys as I check on the last super chat. What do you think happened when she got in? I'll wait. Yeah, it was the Citadel. What do you think happened? Let me pull up her picture. <laughs> All right. Woman admitted Citadel. <laughs> he quit. Shannon Faulkner. This was in 20. Oh, it was 1995. All right. 1995. So, yep. I had graduated high school. I was in college. I was in college. Uh, let me see here. There's a graduate here. Did she graduate? She battled three-year legal battle. Three-year legal battle. She did not graduate. I think she quit relatively quickly. Let me see if I can find a picture of her. Is this her now? <laughs> oh, Lord. This is, oh, my gosh. All right, so look. <laughs> yeah. She got in and quit. But that was the first kind of like, you know, just like just like the girl quit who was um the Rosie the Riveter. This is her now. This is the woman now. Oh, my, my goodness here. Oh, the humanity. So this is the woman now who's, you're 40, I'm 40. We'd make a wonderful power couple. I think we're the same age. All right, let's get a picture of her back then. I want to get a picture of her back then. Let me see here. I even saw her back then. I was like, bro, she don't, like, don't want to be in there. Let me see here. It's like she don't want to be in there. Yeah, this this was yeah, this is this was this is what she looked like. I kind of know why she wanted to be up in there now. It makes sense. Yeah, this is her when she wanted to get in. They was like, oh, they they won't let her get in. I was like, well, I don't think she want to be there. Yeah, they broke her. 
I was like, I can, this is, well, we know why she wanted to get in there. Uh-oh. In these streets. I can see why she wanted to be up in there looking at this. Like, why do you want to be here? This, this is her getting it, getting up in there. I was like, I don't think she want to be there, bro. I was like, I don't want to be here. She walked in. This is her. Everybody wants to be a, um, yeah, this picture right here says it all. I was like, I don't know if she want to be up in there. Let me see if I can find her. Yeah, I was like, she don't want to be in no military. Here we go right here. This is the picture of her going to the first day of school. Like, oh, hold on. Can y'all see? Y'all can't see it. Hold on for a second. My bad. Like, this is like the girl in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, the black girl. Like, this like right here. Like, do you think she want to be up in there, man? Like, look at this dude right here. Look at these guys. They all in shape. They... They shirt all tucked in, no wrinkles. This her walking up to the school right here. Back then, I was like, somebody said, I'll clap. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man, these nasty boys in the building. Oh, that's nasty. I was like, she going to drop out. And sure enough, she dropped out. Let me see how fast it was it took her to drop out. All right, and she fought for three-year legal battle. We had to hear this on the news for three years. See her dropped out. Of course, they're probably going to say she, you know, they pressured her. Oh, here's the image right here. This is how the news used to be. This is how the news used to be before the news was woke. Check out this newspaper. This misogynist newspaper right here. Look, look at the headline. She quits. No sympathy. No sympathy. This is when the news was not woke and infiltrated by the woke. <laughs> they had came up there. They was like, look at it. Oh, we knew it. Oh, she get look. They celebrating. Look at the dude celebrating. Oh, no, this is older humanity. They not celebrating, are they? The boys, look at that. She quit. They, they throw in a party. They like. Misogyny, y'all. Hold on for a second. Let me share it with y'all. Look at this misogyny here, man. <laughs> hey, this is the era that I came from, right? This is the era where I came from. This is why it's weird. All this stuff is weird. These agendas and they push this stuff. Back in the day, you could just be a man. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? They got the big headline. She quit. Party. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man, we came a long way, man. Shout out to Deadly Ellie now that I've bounced back from the eh, the Sam, the Sam Bankman Friedman. I always called him Friedman. Stealing my bag and running. I have come to the dark side on locals because I got money. I got money. <laughs> Today, that newspaper would get canceled for putting that headline out. Against that woman trying to change their civil rights. Man, what a time. What a time we live in today. This is why you see me. I'm an old Neanderthal. I'm an old school man. And guys, we need old school men back. Somebody said she did it for the attention. Yep. I mean, she got in. Oh, I, I meant to see find out how fast she quit. In the 152-year history of the military college, she's the first female student. They actually have had graduates before. All right, when did she quit? 
how fast did she? I mean she quit quickly too but of course quit the Citadel let's see here uh one week she lasted about a week and then just oh my goodness one week one week <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he said no mercy on that ad one week if you guys didn't know she lasted about a week but again she cracked the door for other women to go to the university so you know it takes a pioneer actually rosie the riveter the story of rosie the riveter was similar you know the woman with the bandana and says uh whatever she says fight for our rights or we can do it. She, her story traditionally, and I wrote about this in The Evolution, the rumor is one of the people who claims to be Rosie Riveter actually quit her job because it was too difficult. Um, so the woman who is reflected as the we can do it for women actually quit relatively soon after starting her job. But uh, cold, cold world, man. Look, these are all facts. Don't be mad, but we're going to continue with this show in this afternoon or this evening, shout out to the coach gang and enjoy your rest of your day. We'll be back five o'clock on the West Coast, eight o'clock Eastern. Peace. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. This will make it happen. This will make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What, to who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.